This episode is sponsored by CastlemaniaGames.com. Castlemania specializes in retro and modern video game accessories. Their store includes new retro accessories from HD Retrovision, Eon Gaming, Retrobit, and more. They also carry products from modern games to consoles and accessories, as well as homebrew and repo parts. At checkout, use the coupon code THEGAMERSLOUNGE to get 10% off your order. Thanks again to Castlemania Games for sponsoring this show. Everybody, welcome back to the Gamer Sounds Podcast. My name is John Meadows. With me, as always, is Eric, Nathaniel, and Dennis. What's going on, guys? <laughs> hello, hello, hello. 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 Hey. hello. I'm just going to erase Superman 64 because I'm liable to read it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're feeling nostalgic, John, you, you know, why not? Yeah, if I was, you know, I, I did get my retro tink, so I did bust out a bunch of retro games today trying it out. Yeah. But, you know, Superman 64 was not one of them. In fact, the N64 at all was not one of the systems I tried out. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah but we all know that, though. Because he, he plugs it into the retro tank and he goes, yeah, yep. looks like I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, is- like for me, see, if they if Nintendo really wanted to sell that Nintendo 64 service for like double, triple the price, they could have just easily put Superman 64 there. But it would have been like, well, all right, yeah. we got yeah. a fan. You know, he's like, that was one of the first games I owned. It was so great. Yeah. Actually, I-, I was I was reading something the other day that I. I've never played it. I know it's really bad, but apparently it's broken and you mm-hmm. can't even finish it. Like the last two levels just crashed the game. Yeah. I tried dozens of ROMs. I guess it's a cart problem too. So, yeah. I remember when it came out and we were all excited. <laughs> oh, a Superman game. Finally, you know, uh, you know, oh, uh, oh my gosh. What, you know, we luckily yeah. back then we could go to Blockbuster and rent it before, you know, we actually bought it. You know, it was Blockbuster? Like, oh my gosh. But yeah, it was, yeah. It was I've never crazy. like, I've never like played. Actually, no, that's a lie. I did play the game briefly because of Blockbuster, actually, but I didn't put much time into it just because I just couldn't. I was I didn't understand what was going on. Oh, it's but, so yeah, but that game is just so broken to the point where like that doesn't surprise me. Just because I remember a couple of years ago where I did start getting this fascination for Superman sixty four again. <laughs> so I started looking up old videos on YouTube and stuff like that, and uh, people speedrunning it, and that game is so broken. Like just everything you can do in that game, even if you're not trying to, it's yeah. just, I just my God, yeah, <sighs> yeah. If you're gonna, if you want to play a, a good Superman game, play the Death of Superman on the Sega Genesis. It's a fighting mm-hmm. game. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. <laughs> no, it's not yeah, a fighting game. It's a it's a beat 'em up. It's a side scroll. It's a beat 'em up. Yeah, I liked it. It's definitely. I, I love all those old school beat 'em ups. Like mm-hmm. that's all you got to tell me, and I'm in. Yeah, you know? like I'm I'm sold. Right yeah. anyway. And the Superman one was great. I mean, it was it was a really cool game. I mean, play it, emulate it, don't just... buy it now. It's too expensive. 
Yeah, I'm just happy that we're like mostly, mostly, I say mostly just because 90% of, you know, a library doesn't consist of it anymore. But like, I'm just glad that we're mostly out of that. Like every week, a new licensed game was coming out because they're like, how many copies we can sell? This is a big enough property where like, you know, even if we make the game in two weeks, you know, uh, a la E.T., you know. (laughs) What about about Cool Spot for the Genesis and the NES? You know, that was a 7-Up game. I mean, you know. And then Pepsi Man. Everybody yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi Man. Well, that was in yeah. that was in Japan of all places. You know. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> so many crazy games like yeah. that. That they did that all the time. And don't get me started on the ones on like Game Boy and Game Boy Color and stuff. I think the last time we really saw like a huge influx of that was uh, like the Nintendo DS. Because if you look at the Nintendo DS library, especially if you go to like the ninety nine cent man mm-hmm. and like GameStop or something, they're all DS games first of all, and they're all some crappy licensed, you know, yeah. My Little Pony or some SpongeBob nonsense or you know the <laughs> DS and the and the Wii were like that. You know, it was just like yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, it was popular. Let's just throw something yeah. out there yeah. real quick to PS1, make a quick PS one, PS two have plenty of shovel. Well, yeah, like franchise lower tier games. Yeah. Too. yeah. But yeah, but the DS and we just took it to a whole new level. They're just like, give us anything and everything. You have you have three days of development experience. Oh, absolutely, go for it. Come on, crack out this game, Barbie, Barbie something. It's terrible. We need an Arby's game quick. uh, We need an Arby's game quick. Let's 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 crack it out. It'll take two weeks. It'll be fine. It's no big deal. Those I was thinking, I was thinking games, about man. Arby's today. Uh, 360. Man, I remember <laughs> I going, I remember buying, yeah, I, I bought them, them, you know, it was like. Oh, I bought them too. Yeah, I, I mean, them. Sneak King wasn't bad. Um, yeah, and, right. I mean, yeah, it was fine, you know, I mean, for for a $5 game, you know, a, a $5 physical think, game on top of it. You know, yeah. It was like, yeah, I think the one I played the most was probably the racing one, because I remember buying that yeah. with my friends after oh, we got Burger coffee. King, and we went back home, we had the crowns on, What's played the, the same one? two tracks over and over again. <laughs> That's all it was. Big bumping and what is there's a there's a third one too. There was right? a third one, yeah. There yeah. was yeah, there was a stealth one, there was a race one, and then I don't remember what the third uh, one was. Yeah, I can't remember what the third one was okay. either. What was that? See now I've got to look it up. Because I Did, don't remember. Uh, they come with free whopper, you know, you buy the game coupon for a free sandwich. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't remember what it came with. I just remember going through the drive thru. We didn't buy anything. Oh. We just uh we just bought there was the, the bumper, yeah, there was the bumper car game and the pocket bike racing game. Pocket That's bike, right. yeah, pocket bike okay. racing, yeah. That was like some like excite bike. <laughs> you can buy the three game collection on Amazon right now for nine dollars and ninety five cents if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Wonder if those I are think, backwards compatible on. Uh, I was gonna say Series X. I think <laughs> I don't think they are, but I think it'd be easier just to see if we can just tweet Phil Spencer and just be like, "Hey, you missed one. Yeah, <laughs> you hey, missed most important one of them all. We need these. <laughs> we need these. These are these are important. We can't let yeah. let the world forget that there was uh, Burger King. Might not want to do that. He might hurt his eyes rolling them too hard. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Yeah, he might actually. So. <laughs> But, uh, all right, well, let's get started uh, talking about what we've been playing. Um, I will play. I will say I played Sea of Thieves this week. Even though I was in a hotel room, I thought, let me try it on hotel Wi-Fi and see how this goes. Pulling Ted well, Mags. Not, not just Sea of Thieves. It looks like you, Sea of Thieves 64. Oh, That's what it says. <laughs> I wonder how that happened. Yeah, I wonder how that happened. How weird. How odd. I mean, um, you know how it is. Banjos and Smash is oh, on the yeah. Nintendo Switch. Uh, everybody's crossing over. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's crazy. They were we're all trying they're all trying to cash in on the uh yeah. on the on the latest thing. But no, Microsoft it, and it, the buddy buddies, you know, so oh, yeah. Yeah, why not? 
But yeah, actually, it didn't. It wasn't too bad playing it, even though every once in a while I would be walking, and then all of a sudden I would appear ten feet somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, but it was just every once in a while. It wasn't like it happened every single time. You know, it was like, oh, yeah. oh all right, let's go. But you know, I played it for at least two nights, and it worked fine, even though the internet wasn't great. Nobody else was yeah. on, so. And if anybody else tried to attack me, it probably would have been like. So I was just like, yeah, let's just see what happens on the, you know, I don't usually play anything on hotel Wi-Fi. So it was like, yeah, let's see what happens. Sure. It it worked out fine. Is there a sort of, (sighs) it's weird to word this, but let me just ask it. Uh, Is there like an offline mode? Um, yeah, no, no, it's, it's okay. No, it's all okay. Because I didn't know if they like, even though it was like maybe. So, but is there like a pseudo offline also, like how Ubisoft does it, where it's just like, look, we still need you to connect to the internet, but you can play by yourself. You no, know, uh-uh. like no, it's it's, it's all connected servers and online only. So. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because because yeah. okay, that figured like that would probably be nice for hotel Wi-Fi like that too. You know, if you can't really play with anybody else, at least you can still, you know, log on and you know have a mostly stable seamless experience because you're just kind of going in yeah. for the quick checkup you know to give the okay that you nope. can get it but i mean even even with the hotel wi-fi it was fine i mean if, oh. if anything the the tv in the hotel was the problem because it was like you know they don't give you a remote where you have a menu button where you can go in and tweak settings to make it darker or brighter right. or this or that, yeah. that so it was like when it got night it was like oh crap it's really dark um, I can't see anything. <laughs> That's um, hard to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you've been bringing your Series S with you now, right? Yeah, I have. X. And it's been really? working really well. I've been very pleased with it's it. great system. Especially I mean, you traveling. It's just, yeah. you know, I traveled with the Series X last year. And, I mean, it was fine. But it's heavy. It's big. It's, I didn't, I didn't really like lugging it around because yeah. it was, you know, I was always treating it with white gloves oh i don't want to scratch well, yeah, it. i yeah. don't want to <laughs> yeah. you know i drive a butt shoot this series s it's like it's nothing i mean the the case that i carry it in weighs more than the system does i think you know, yeah because it's, it's still yeah, the same yeah. i can still use the same case that i use to carry my series x around in i just yeah. put the foam back in it to adjust it to make it fit the series s and go but yeah i mean it's been great and playing in a hotel room on a 1080p tv or sometimes on a 4k if they have one it's been fine. I mean, yeah. you know, I've I've enjoyed it. Um, it's a great, it's a great yeah. little system. Really. I mean, just the fact that it's three hundred dollars and like gives you, you know, that entrance to next gen is a steal. Yeah. Like it's incredible. Like, well, and the and going back between the systems with that um, memory unit thing, that thing is awesome because I can just pop it out, pop it in. I don't even have any games installed on the system. They're all just on that memory card, and oh, pop wow. it in, and it just runs. You know, like it's installed internally because it's. What are they? What are they, they just sell two terabytes of those cards, right? That's it. It's one, one terabyte, and then the two terabytes and the five twelve are coming if they're not already out. They may already 512. be out. Five twelve. Yeah. So. Well, the five twelve will make things a lot more palatable for people because two hundred dollars. Not a lot of people want well, to. Well, because the off that one. Money for that. What's the the one is two hundred, right? And then the two is going to be three hundred. It's two twenty, but a lot of times I got mine on sale for like one fifty four or something like that. I mean, I got it. Really well, I got my cheaper than that. Well, yeah, you got yours for about a hundred bucks. So slightly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you shop around, occasionally they go on sale, but yeah, I, 
two terabytes nice but i just can't no I'm, I'm not spending four hundred dollars on one or three hundred dollars however much I think you'd be better off just just get another series that's put another side of the house or something yeah. i don't know well, <laughs> through cable you know at that it's like <laughs> if i if i had a series s and i was gonna and i wanted that much terabyte i would just get an external and just move things back and forth all the time yeah, i yeah. mean i mean yeah. and i could do that even you know in the you know with the hotel but at the same time it's like man i've got the memory card i might as gotcha. well just move plus when you move it you're not downloading saves from the internet you know it's on that memory card and then backed up to the cloud then you plug it in it's like all the saves already there so it doesn't have to connect so if you're somewhere where you can't get wi-fi you know that that two terabyte is 400 yeah i thought it was i bet the 512 will be at about 100 bucks i bet a lot i bet a lot of people get the five that that would be i i think that's reasonable and also for the series s that would be perfect because then you could give it you could bump yourself up to that solid comfortable mm-hmm. one terabyte with that 512 so spending an, an extra hundred for that i would have no problem with that personally <laughs> yeah. Sorry, all um, i can think about is two series s's next to each other like, <laughs> yeah. crossover cable to pass yeah. through they're connected <laughs> well i've got i've got seven games installed <laughs> on this one and then my other games are installed on this one so if i want to play call of duty i have to hook up the other series s because it was cheaper to buy a series s than it was a memory card so. yeah that's pretty funny actually <laughs> hey let's play some call of duty hang on i just need to hook up the other series ass let me swap let me swap systems for a second you have we'll a marker on it it was a sticker to tell you which one's which yeah. or a post-it uh, note with what games are on which one so you don't get them mixed up just, just make it look like a data center but with series s's just have yeah. st- <laughs> oh, oh, man. that's it with, with just ethernet to go just, uh, you know, like if you're gonna do that you better have some sort of fun uh, switcher that makes it easy for you yeah, if really. you're in that much trouble then you might as well go that extra bit and do engineer <laughs> something which one is this one i don't know it's somewhere between hdmi 2 and 12 yeah <laughs> <laughs> be like and i don't i don't know if you guys ever remember you might i don't know if they still had these when you guys were younger but when the Sega Genesis and the Master System NES and stuff were out, you go into Toys R Us or Children's Palace or wherever you did your shopping, and they would have a system set up with a TV and a and a game selector with ten games on it, so you could pick what games you wanted. And it wasn't if you've ever looked them up, they're not on a single chip. It's actually a like a big box with all ten games plugged into it. And you're manually hitting the buttons to switch to those games. They are fantastic. They are really cool looking. And of course, they were never available, you know, to purchase because they were a retail thing. But some people have gotten a hold of them after those systems disappeared and the stores closed. They're really expensive. But you could put whatever 10 games you wanted in it and then you could play them. And, you know, people would come in, the reps would come in and change the games out. So. But it was like a jukebox. I mean, it was big. It was like this big, oh, and it was had big buttons on the front. I have to look it up because every once in a while, one hits eBay, yeah, and they usually I, I, sell I wanna... for like a thousand dollars. So yeah, they're really expensive. Really yeah, it was really neat for the time. You know, this was like eighty nine, yeah. ninety. You know, so it's like you didn't have multi flash cards. You had yeah. you had to have a way to have wonder, ten games there to play. I wonder how long they were doing stuff like that then, because then when you think about it, I mean, really, it wasn't until maybe the 
the PS2 era, that generation of consoles, so GameCube, PS2, and the original Xbox, where you had enough mm-hmm. space on a DVD where you could fit, so long as they were small enough, you know, demos of certain games. So I wonder if they did similar things for PS1 and Nintendo 64, where, you know, like setups at, like, you know, like Blockbuster, for example, <clears throat> you know, had, you know, sort of a way to sort of quickly switch between all of those, yeah. you know, demos or games even. Cartridge cartridge games were weird back then. I have to look. I mean, up. even now, I mean, you see all these games coming out on the Switch. They're just like, by the way, a gig of this game is on the cartridge, and the other fifty you have to download. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I don't know. Don't get me started on that because I see so many people complaining about Xbox selling games that aren't on discs and stuff like that. Like Nintendo's doing it too. This whole never mind i'll go into this big tirade about oh persuasion look everybody's doing it you might think that sony oh look at sony they're putting the entire game of the uncharted 4 legacy collection it's all on a disc and you could play it offline i could play my xbox offline and i download games it's fine what do you all even i can do the same thing with my uh, stupid uh switch i mean the assassin's creed Ezio collections coming out. Yep. The only game that's on there is two. You know, yeah. the, if you want to download the other two, you have, or you want the other two, you have to download them with the code that comes with the cartridge. I mean, yeah. uh, same thing happened with the Rebel collection too. I think only four is on the cartridge, and then yeah. Rogue you have to download. So, um, same thing with Bioshock. I think yep. only. I think only half of one is actually on there, yeah. and then the rest yeah. you have to actually download, and yeah. then. Uh, yeah, like XCOM, none of it's on there, I think. Um, I'm not sure. It's weird. But yeah, it's a cartridge. I don't know. I just feel like if there's, like, what's the cartridge for if you can give me just a slip of paper and it would accomplish the same thing? It just kind of drives me crazy to a degree. But, um, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind really at the end of the day how people consume their media. I've just slowly but surely kind of gone over to the digital side of things. Um, my only issue is that, you know, I still like to get, physical games not only because number one you know they look nice on a shelf but right. you know depending on because uh, it can go either way sometimes you know i go where the deals go it's what i've always said right so like if a game is cheaper digitally i'll get it digitally if a game is che- cheaper physically then i'll get it uh physically you know it's just i'm going where the deals go you yeah. know what goes, what goes on sale first is it on sale on the eShop first or at best buy first you know that's it. right you know so <sighs> that's that's all i care about really, yeah so. and it's it's fine i mean i don't know people are weird uh, I, I understand the whole digital thing, but you know, I, I, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, one of the other things I've been playing a lot of the Oculus, uh, last weekend, I actually got, I got a new insert yesterday for review it has vents on it. So your face doesn't get hot. Um, but the other thing is, is I wear glasses and VR wave reached out and sent me inserts and their lens inserts that I can pull in and out of my glasses prescription. So I don't have to wear my glasses yet. Other people could still use my Oculus like Nikki or whatever. That's really cool. Yeah. And you just drop them in there. They're just magnetic. They just clip right in and you're good to go. It's not having to wear my glasses playing this thing is weird because I'm a guy who's wore my glasses since I was 10 years old every day and to be able to pop these on take my glasses off pop it on and actually see things is pretty cool and what was it I just I just realized the other day I was playing the Star Wars game the um 
Um, Moderns? No, the uh, Fallen Order. The uh, Star Wars um, Galaxy's Edge game. Oh. And um, I realized, and I didn't think about it at the time, I was using the controller to move around. Uh, and it's very disorienting if you're standing and you're moving a stick and the whole thing's moving and you're not moving. And I realized the other day, I was like, you know what? Let me try to walk around the room. Yeah, I don't have to move the stick. I could just walk around anywhere in the room. If I want to walk through that door, if my room's big enough, I can just walk through that door. <laughs> it's like... So now my whole attitude has changed about what I'm going to do with the other side of the basement here at the game room. It's like, oh, I'm going to make another whole game room. and I think I'm just going to clear it out and have a big VR room. <laughs> just put some padding on the walls just in case, and yeah. then you're good. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, can, you can map it out. You, know, you can map it out with the Oculus of your, you know, the play area. So if you get too close to the edge, you know, the, the, you'll get the red screen of death that'll come up and go, hey, you're going too far. Um, but I was like, man, maybe I'll do that instead of making it all nice and entertainment to be like, look at this big empty room you got. You need to fill it up. Oh no, no, no. This is my VR room. This is my hollow deck where I just put on some goggles and all of a sudden I enter. Oh dude, you should paint it like that where it have the stripes and stuff like you have an old Star Trek show. That would be, that would be cool. And like do a fancy door for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, now you're giving me. You make this empty room look cooler than it actually is. Yeah. Well, it's like. From context. What's funny is, is I mean, this other side of the room that you know we're going to do something with game room whatever is literally the over half the size of the house it's the living room the kitchen and two bedrooms so you know it's like we've got this big open space and like right now all we have is just you know trash in there just boxes where we've moved in and like never unpacked they stop putting the trash out to be picked up. They just throw it in Yeah, we just throw it down in the basement. <laughs> so it's like, man, why don't I do that? So, which, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, it, 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 I totally forgot that that was something in VR you could do because I'm so used to playing PlayStation VR, whether you're tethered to a wire, that it's like, oh, yeah, I can walk around freely in this room. And just, <laughs> oh, there's a TV. Bam. Oh, okay. I walked a little too far. I tapped the TV. So, yeah. It's like, but, yeah, the the glasses thing is really awesome. I'm going to write a, uh, a review up for them. But the, the VR Wave things, if you, if you wear glasses, you know, it, it depends on your prescription. But, I mean, they're pretty affordable. I mean, it's, you know, simple to simple to get done and it, it makes a yeah. world of difference um sounds awesome. yeah the other uh i'm gonna have nikki probably end up ordering one so then she could plop hers in there so she cool. has a little better eyesight than i do though she still wears glasses but you know hers is better she's not blind like i am when i take my glasses off mm-hmm. i mean i wear two pop bottles so <laughs> that's how thick it is um, but the other game that I've played probably the most of this week is a game called Foreclosed. I never, I'd never heard of it. And back around Christmas, Danny um, put up on Twitter that it was pretty good, so I I picked it up. It was on sale for like ten bucks, um, and I picked it up on uh, Xbox. Um, and it's a um, it's like a cyberpunk comic book game it reminds me a lot of 13 the way it's drawn it's all comic book it's the cutscenes are told in comic panels and 
the voice acting is not very good. Um, <laughs> it's really not. The lead, the lead guy that, that you are, his voice is. He, all the other voices seem to be pretty good, but he's not that great. Um, but I mean, I guess it's fine. Um, but you know, I prefer. You know, uh, he walk in a room and go. I would say it's like he's really trying hard to be this gritty voice that he really can't do very well. But um but yeah, it's it's I like it. It's really cool. It's the shoot it's you know, it's got a lot of shooting um and minor puzzle solving. The the puzzle solving's usually you have four things that's either up, down, left or right, you know, and it's a, you got to do it quick enough and you got to do it in a in a, you know, a quick enough order, but um, yeah, I mean, for as cheap as it is, it's a really cool game, but the whole premise is, is, um, you're, everybody's augmented and they're owned by a company, um, that owns the augment. So they own you. And the whole premise of the game is, is the company that he worked for went bankrupt. So he, uh, is foreclosed on. So he can't, he's got to go from his house to the judge to figure out what's going to happen and like if he deviates from those things, he runs into this big red wall and stuff like that. But, um, actually what happens is, is the person who invented the implant that he has, cause it ends up finding, you end up finding out it's a special implant that, you know, only certain people had and all the people that had it before were killed except for you. So, so, you know, they're trying to, you're trying to get to the creator so you can find out what's going on while trying not to get killed. And it's, I mean, it's not like a groundbreaking game, but for ten bucks, yeah, it's it's a decent game. I mean, it, was, it doesn't sound bad at all. You said you got it on Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay because I was thinking about getting it on Switch. I saw it was on yeah, sale for it's on Switch too. Um, on it's actually on sale on Steam for like five bucks right now. Um, okay, yeah, it's like it's really cheap on okay, PC. Um, but yeah, I I picked it up on uh, picked it up on Xbox. And then Amazon had the physical copy for like fifteen bucks. So I, I went I ahead. Yeah, I went ahead and ordered the physical copy just to have it. Um, I was like fifteen. That, bucks. That's what I was thinking about too, because I saw that it was fifteen, like on Switch, also like physically, and I was like, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> it was kind of tempting, but uh, yeah, I mean, I for fifteen bucks, I mean, I would. I mean, just to have it on a cartridge, I mean, it's worth it. And it's it's not a long game. I think it's only about four hours. I've I've I'm probably sure played it for like three, so I'm probably real close to the end um but you know i definitely recommend picking up it's it's a fun game it's done by um oh uh it's published by merge games so they did like uh what was I it, uh, it was merge or notice no it was merge so they did like uh they've done a lot of small games like that alex kid remake and i like merge a lot actually yeah um they they have uh Sparklight. That's the one they did that I really Spark- like. Sparklight was really That's cool. Really good so. one. Yeah. Um but I as far as like the actual developer, I have no idea how yeah, it's Anatab Studios. I don't know how big they are. Um you know. Yeah. I, I know I did we ever review foreclosed? I can't remember if we did. Um but I do remember getting an offer for it. Um I turned it down though, because at that time it was just way too much going on. Like I really wanted to. Um but yeah, I just I, I had to, you know, it was unfortunately one of those ones I had to, you know, make a cut with. So, <laughs> you know, so know even though it was... not. No, it's not showing up on the search of the site. So okay. I, I don't know if maybe we've, um, 
you know, maybe had a uh, got an offer for it, but I don't I don't remember getting an offer for it. But yeah, I mean, especially if you want to get it on Steam for five bucks, five bucks is cheap. Um, but I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. I need to finish it. It's like I said, I'm not. I can't be far from the uh, from the end, uh, just by nice looking at yeah. And that's kind of what I've been happy with is the shortness of it. The gun, the gunplay is not the greatest. I find a lot of the 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 enemies are bullet sponges, and I am paper thin. So it's usually one of those things where I hide behind a wall and wait for him to reload, and then hop out real quick and stuff to try to shoot him in the head. Um, at least with headshots, it's a one shot kill. But if you shoot him in the chest, it's <laughs> Yeah, you're just going to, you know, stand there and waste a bunch of bullets. Luckily, you don't have uh, ammo. You know, you have unlimited ammo. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's a cool game. I like the style. Like I said, it reminds me of, uh, you know, 13 with the comic book all still yeah. told and stuff, cell shaded. I usually, I usually really like that aesthetic if it's done well. Like, 13 did it well, and uh, what was that other one by pseudo 51 killer seven yeah killer seven yeah, yeah. yeah i like that game a whole lot man killer seven's awesome like the moment that became backwards compatible on xbox one i was just like i, ooh, I was like give it let me get it yeah, yeah right away bought it so. yeah i like that one too um but yeah this uh, if you like that style of game i mean i'm like uh, i'm not gonna try to sell it as it's the next <laughs> huge you know game like yeah, that but like i mean 13, 14 let me tell you yeah yeah <laughs> it's but it's still that. it's still worth a play the story is interesting enough um you know and you got upgrades as you go through and i mean and it's not a ton of upgrades that's how i know i've got to be getting close to the end because i've i've maxed out everything pretty quick so yeah you know but some games are weird like that though like when i was playing halo infinite like i like i mean i beat it but like maybe when i was halfway through the game if that i had already maxed out all my all the upgrades that you could do for master chief mm -hmm. um now granted i was playing much differently from everybody else i wasn't just just because of how like immersive i felt with halo infinite i mean i was going anywhere and everywhere collecting everything like if i saw a little blip on the map i went there immediately i was like story can be put on hold so <laughs> i was collecting all the upgrades and stuff like that and i just you know I, you know you feel like a powerhouse by the end yeah. of it but uh but i think it's great when you're someone like master chief because you're this you know this well, you're supposed to be marine. Yeah, yeah the super marine you know like it's it's so you feel like such a badass by the end of it um but uh but you know it's not without challenge though you know they don't right. they don't just hand it for you like and i don't it was so good but anyway so <laughs> anyway i digress that's i'm gonna be yeah. and that's and i'm wondering how that's gonna work uh, how they're gonna do that with the with horizon um you know Forbidden West? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, she had, you know, by the end of the game, you know, you, you know, by the, the end of, um, you know, the first one, Her uh, Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn, Zero you know, yeah. you had all these upgrades, you had all these cool weapons and stuff like that. How's that going to work? You know, how are they going to do that in the new one? If, you know, is it, are you starting over? Or you, do you have those and just have more upgrades? You know, that's what I always wonder how they do things. Stuff like, that. stuff like that's always interesting to me just because, like, when there's a sequel for games like that, that's supposed to be, like, serialized also. It feels weird starting from the bottom again right. just because it's just like, well... I lost you know, all my stuff, like, and now I've got yeah, to like, do it all canonically, again. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, canonically speaking, like, I thought, you know, I got... That happens all the time in a lot of game series, though. Like, I know. It's just it's baked in. I don't know, I would, with the way that, like, Horizon specifically would go, I would bet that you just have... It'll, it won't feel that weird, because a lot of the upgrades were just 
slightly better versions of a weapon and then yeah. you built that up but you still have the same weapon and it just had a couple of like elemental damages that you could add on to it so you'll probably start with some things and maybe some of the things that you had to unlock skills wise in the first game you'll just start with and then anything you unlock in that one will be like new skills because a lot of lots of games kind of like that yeah. style have done that in the yeah. past. like you keep some of the things from the first game so you're not don't feel like you're starting all the way over but then new things are things that you end up having to unlock yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that just, would be my my bet. We'll see in you know a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I'm just anxious to see how they do that. Is you know that, that's, that's like Dennis said. That's one of the things that you know that I, that always interests me in in games like that, especially you know game episodic. I don't want to say episodic games, but games that are connected. You know, it's not like it's yeah, uh, realized. Yeah, like it's yeah, that's the thing. It's like I understand. Like you know, it's I mean, games do it all the time. Like Nathaniel was saying, and you know, it's never it never surprises me. But that thought is always in the back of my head of just like, here we go again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah what no, if the next Mario game he had to unlock jumping? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I'm trying to remember what games those were that I've played that are like that. And then you start out at the beginning, and then all of a sudden you're like a real badass, able to do this and that and that and this. And then something happens like in the first five minutes, and they take all your powers, and you have to go back. And I know that's I'm talking of a dozen many games, games. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah, there's one that really sticks out in my head that I can't remember right off the top yeah. of my brain. It's, Stuff like that, I usually don't mind as much because then there is a story purpose to it. Yeah. This is just like just starting, just hitting new game, and then uh, starting back is all your abilities yeah. are back at zero again. You know, yeah. like it's one thing if a story is just like here's this new evil guy. You know, they do this kind of thing like Siler from Heroes, and they're just like you know, they kind of take all your <laughs> powers. And uh, I mean, and that's then... a trope that's used even in like the first games of a series. So oh, something yeah. like a prototype or anything like that type of a game where you have a bunch of powers. They want you to have them all at the beginning and then take them away so that you can maybe see a taste of what you get to do later. Yeah. Yeah. Happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I know what was it? I feel like a Darksiders game has done that actually. One of the Darksiders games. Maybe, that. maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It seems like something real that it was like, Yeah, bro, oh, it's they're gonna do that. Take it all yeah. away and then I gotta earn it all back. It's like yeah, cause they, they make you feel like a god in the beginning, yeah. but then like, you know, once you do because it's meant to kinda also be like a tutorial without explicitly stating it's right. a tutorial. It's just like go crazy, hit all these buttons. You'll figure out what they do, and then we're going to take that away from you, and then give it to you again, little by little, yeah. so you can be more refined and more sophisticated with them. So, yeah, but yeah, so I'm I'm always interested to see how games end up pulling that off. So, but yeah, you because know, sometimes some of them are real different. You know, I mean, but we'll see. Um, yeah, other than that, that is all that I've been playing. Not too too much um nathaniel have you, have you well i see you got metroid dread on there did you just buy that or did you... i just bought that today yeah okay i was gonna say because i thought you hadn't hadn't played i not but... played it yet and i just i played it for like an hour i played like a bit of the demo before okay so today i was playing like here's the demo area and then a bit past it so i've not gotten that far into it all right, I got well, as far as Metroid Dread goes, I've played yeah probably about an hour. Maybe it was a little bit longer than that. So yeah. I beat the I beat the t- tutorial Emmy and then the like the first real one. It got like the uh, the magnet thing that lets you climb on the blue walls. That's as far as I am. Gotcha. Oh okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I know what you're. Right. Yeah. Not a whole lot to talk about other than like yeah, Metroid Dread's right. cool. It's, I've played that, like a very tiny percentage of it so far. Cool. I didn't. 
I've been kind of bouncing around. I haven't played as much games in the past couple of weeks as I had been, and I've been bouncing doing a few that I didn't even list on here because I play them for like you know half an hour and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not in the mood for this. I'll try it again yeah. later, yeah. kind of thing. So I hadn't played a bunch that like I could actually talk about. I was just like, oh, nah, I'm not feeling it, so I'll do it another time. Several of those. <laughs> it's just one of those. One of those. Uh, times where it's just like, yeah, hey, I want to play something. Ah, no, I'm not feeling that one. Oh, I'm not feeling that one either. You yeah, know? I mean, it happens. Can't settle on anything. Yeah, I did, however, finish God of War on PC. I did not 100 percent it because I've done that in the past. So I just finished the story and all the like main side quest stuff. There's a couple like things towards the end I did not do, but I probably 80 percented it, something like that. Yeah, and like I said last time, it's a very pretty game. That's very pretty on PC. It's really good. Yep. And then since we're about just less than a month away now from the new next FromSoft game when Elden Ring comes out, I was like, I'm in a FromSoft boot. So I've played a few hours of Sekiro as well. Nice. Re- replaying that game. Yeah. Because it's got, you know, it's the most unique of all of their games as far as how the combat works. It's very what's, different. It's like, what's, wait, what's a the... FromSoft game with no stamina bar? What? What's the... Yeah, I mean, even I really liked it, and I'm not usually into games like that, but Sekiro I thought was awesome. Sekiro is amazing and is the hardest game that they've made. Oh, Depending yeah, on what kind of player you are. <laughs> it depends on what kind of player you are, because you could find it a lot easier depending on how you play the other ones. So... If you're someone who likes to, you know, use a shield a lot in some of the other games and do the parrying, then Sekiro almost comes naturally to you. You just adjust a bit to the differences, but you're already like, you know, muscle memory into like, I want to hit the shield button, which is the parry button basically in uh, Sekiro. But if you're someone who's like, I'm rolling around like a crazy person to dodge all the time, Sekiro punishes the crap out of you for doing that too much. You can get away with it in certain situations, and there are some things where you're supposed to do, like, sidesteps. But there are enemies specifically designed to be like, no, if you're going to be trying to roll dodge all the time, I'm just going to, like, kill you. You're dead. you got to learn to, like, you know, deflect and put up a defense and break my posture so that then you can, you know, get that death blow in, you know? And, like, I think Sekiro has probably the best roster of just like boss fights not that like every FromSoft game has great bosses but just almost all of them in Sekiro are really really fun to do even some of the early ones that are just kind of simple but yeah I've done I don't know maybe probably about five or six hours which if it was a first time playthrough would be like ten because you wouldn't have known what you're doing because I'm like oh I know how to do this (laughs) run mainline over like oh I want to go fight this guy so I'm going to go specifically go through this you know this area so i can do that but what are you picking up uh elden ring on are you getting it on pc or i haven't decided yet because suppose they haven't like specifically completely said but it looks like it was supposed to be like targeting 60 frames per second on consoles on series x and stuff Mm. so i might buy it there so i can play it on my tv but that's kind of wishy-washy information, and who knows if it'll actually keep it 60, so I might wait and see if they say you know how well it runs before I decide to buy it. I've almost bought it on Steam a few times like yeah. for the PC version. I'm like, well, maybe, I don't know. It, it's a big game with like big vistas and like the open world part of it, so I figured that might be fun to do on a big t- screen TV instead of on my PC, but I don't know. I'll get it one of those two places, probably. Um, I'm interested... But you know how I how I feel about 
Souls games anymore. I don't really care for them, but I'm yeah. interested in this one. So, I'm... yeah. Well, supposedly they're trying to say like this is going to be the one that's the most yeah, approachable because yeah. of the upper one part. So we'll see when it comes out. Yeah, I'm going to wait and see, and you know, get yeah, some reviews and see what what you think of it because I know you know you being a big fan of those games. I will be playing it. For yeah, sure, you'll yes. be playing it for sure. So, and Horizon will get dumped after a week. As much as I love Horizon, June it's like, no, no, it's a FromSoft game. We got to play it. Well, I'll probably I'll probably bounce back and forth between both of them. Actually, yeah. But. Well, it's like I've got I've got. Horizon pre-ordered, yeah, I pre-ordered the collector's edition or the limited edition, whatever, whatever the steel book one was. I, uh, when I saw the steel book, I went, "Yeah, I gotta have the steel book." So, because um, I'm a sucker for steel books, but it's, it's like, like two games that I love, like I love FromSoft games and I love the first Horizon. So, yeah. like those two games coming out within a week of each other, like, come on, man. Well, what's bad is is I'll, I'll pick it up and I'll probably pay my you know my Series S. Uh, during the week in the hotels and then on the weekends come home and play <laughs> on the PlayStation five. It's like, maybe that's how I'll do it. You know? Cause it's like, I'm not going to, I could take the PlayStation five with me, but I really don't feel like lugging it with me. So, um, but it's like, yeah, I'm still going to buy it on launch, even though I probably won't play it for a little while, but it's usually what I do with games. Oh, this new game came out. Let me buy it. And then I, Oh, that's great. Set it on the shelf. <laughs> let me install it so I can get all the updates and everything. Okay. Let me put it back on the shelf. I'll get it at some point. <laughs> then a year or two years later, it's like, Oh yeah, I still need to play that game. I haven't played that game yet. <laughs> you need a specific shelf that is just for games that you've bought that you know, you're not going to play for two years. Yeah. I need a, <laughs> I need a schedule as well, and I need to stick with go. it. I need to set and go. Okay, this day is this game. This day is this game, or this week is this game, and then stick to it. Um, but sticking to it is always the hard thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's always something new and flashy coming out that I go, "Ooh, I've got to try that," and I play it for a few Shiny. minutes. Ooh. And then you know, Game Pass isn't helping either. No, Game like, Pass is not helping. We have more games for you, and they're all great. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah it's like sad. I sat down the other day. I was like, I think I may play some Ghost of Tsushima a little bit. And I sat down and went, and went, oh crap! I don't remember how to do anything. Oh, let me. How do I? Let me. Let me look. Let me look at. The, okay, and I went. Ah, eh, never mind. I'll. I'll come. I'll, to, yeah, I'll come back. To I'll you. come back. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, is that it? The God of, God of War? Wow, you do have a small list this week. I yeah, know. I mean, I played, you know, like half an hour of a few other things, but not yeah. really. It's like, hey, I played this and this, but that's it. There's a title. Yeah, <laughs> that'd, be <cool. laughs> yeah that'd be about it. I understand. Um, Dennis has the biggest list, so we'll let him go next. And yeah, see. A fairly, fairly big list over the course of the last couple of weeks. It probably wouldn't have been this big if we had done a podcast last week, but uh, the last couple of days when it kind of just been playing the smaller stuff and, yeah. uh, you know, via game pass and just, uh, uh, beating games too. There's some games that are, uh, here that are like crossed over to from prior episodes or prior podcasts that we've done also, but, uh, this is just me either playing the full release or, or beating them basically. Right. Um, but, uh, but starting off, um, I got to finish slash start. Um, well, I got to finish, uh, famous, detective club the missing air uh finished that sometime last week that was awesome uh so uh famicom detective air came out like i want to say probably towards the beginning of 2021 and actually it wasn't until like literally maybe two or three days after we did our like you know top 
10 for 2021 uh, podcast or end of the year podcast where I was like, damn, like I should have put, you know, that on the top 10 because it, it, I knew I was forgetting something, you know, and there's always that one that you forget. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but that was one that was like, I knew there was one and that, that was the one was because I, that game is fantastic. Um, it was, it released as a double pack. Um, number one being the missing heir and part two being the girl who stands behind. Now, technically you can play them in any order that you want, but if you want the true order from what I've been told and just in how they were released initially in Japan, um, you know, because as you can guess by it being called Famicom Detective Club, these games these are very old games that got remade. Um, they were originally on the uh, the Famicom. So, uh, but and originally they were called Part One and Part Two. Part One being the missing heir, as we know, it, and Part Two being the girl who stands behind. Now they're not labeled as that. They're just it's just one is just a, has a red color with the missing heir, and then one has a blue color with the girl who stands behind. And you can technically play them in any order, but you appreciate it more. And you see the crossover more and the Easter eggs and the sort of references if you play Missing Air first and then The Girl Who Stands Behind. So, they did that badly. They should have done The Girl Who Stands Behind The Missing Air, so it makes a whole sense. That, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> true. That would have been great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'll file a complaint. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. What are you doing? Uh, but it's 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 great though it's i mean i beat the missing air last week finally i mean i I got the game last year and um it was hard to put down for a while but the game is not like other visual novels right because it has that detective aspect to it you are going to be having something that's a little more in depth than say something like ace attorney right or or like hotel dusk you know or games like that where you need to just uh sort of inspect an environment it goes deeper than that right like Mm -hmm. you don't just hit talk to somebody like if you talk to them there's a bunch of options that come up then you can essentially interrogate them so and after a while the options become uh, you have just have a plethora of options we're talking i mean the most options i ever saw at one point talking to somebody was probably well over like 10 or 12 options Mm -hmm. and um you can ask them all these different things, right? And sometimes it's not as simple as just selecting one option one time, right? So, for example, if I wanted to ask you something about, you know, where were you the day of, you know, this person's murder, because I'm trying to see if you have an alibi, you would hit talk, and then you would select alibi, right? And uh, But they might have other options, right, where you hit talk and then almost like a subfolder will come up and one of them is alibi the other one is what they know the third one is uh, maybe somebody's name to see if you're trying to get more information about a certain person or a certain thing um so on and so forth and you know then they tell you you know where they were and stuff like that but sometimes that's not enough so you'll have to click the same thing once again and sometimes even three even four times to really get the most out of somebody so you really have to pay attention there's always cues there's always hints and stuff but you really have to pay attention and it really makes you feel like um i think you know like like a detective sometimes you know compared to other games where it's not just as simple as you know select it and then eventually through trial and error you'll get it eventually um it, no, like this, like you actually have to put some thought into the inputs, even though it is a visual novel and you are simply, you know, selecting, uh, you know, certain text, you know, there's a sequence to this text that you have to make sure that you get. Um, and then in doing that, you'll kind of get more information that way and properly, um, uh, you know, just 
you know, deduce everything that's kind of going on. So, uh, but, but yeah, anyways, I had trouble. I had a little bit of trouble with, uh, the first one. Like there was a couple, there was a couple times where I, you know, I had to look up on certain chapters, like, where do I go next? You know, cause there's a travel button also, and you can go to different locations. You know, if you want to go back to speak to somebody or just inspect an area or stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's just a super in-depth visual novel. And I think for people who, Maybe they don't like visual novels in general. They haven't played very many. Um, this is one that I highly recommend, you know, anyone to get into because I think it's it is accessible, but it's you know not without, you know, it's not going to be as simple as just you know pressing A. Like you right. are going to have to pay attention to the story and everything that's going on. But thankfully, there's a notepad also, so you can always look back through your notes and all the information's there. And then if you were to like exit the game and come back, whenever you you know load your save file again it does ask you hey you know do you want to do you want a recap of the story so far it'll tell you everything that's going on so even if you don't play for a while you know like i didn't because i took i took a break for like maybe three months um and then i came back and i was immediately you know brought back up to speed no problem yeah you know, see, i so, like that uh, yeah. yeah i wish more games did that uh, me, too. <laughs> me too especially uh, rpgs when i walk away for a long time and then come back yeah. and it's like yeah i don't even remember where i was at let me start yeah. over again <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me go through these 60 hours once yeah <laughs> yeah no like that needs it the most and honestly like if you get everything in like one shot you can actually run through those games in maybe five hours they're not long but the yeah. first one actually took me probably the better part of 25 hours because wow. you know i'm over here you know properly i'm trying to properly investigate and stuff like that and i don't know what i'm doing right yet so but now with this with the second one the girl who stands behind now that i know how the game works how it flows what to look out for stuff like that i've had no problems so far i'm already on chapter I've only put maybe two hours into it so far, two to three hours, and I'm already on chapter like five or six, and there's usually 11 chapters, you know, so um, there was, I think, 11 or 12 chapters in the first one as well, uh, and when I double-checked for this one, there was about roughly the same, so, you know, I'm already almost halfway through the game after two hours, you know, compared to wow. 25 hours of the first one, you know, so, <laughs> and again, they're the same length, it's just a matter of how you play it and, uh, you know, the sequence of, you know, how you're trying to, you know, interrogate these people and stuff right. like that, so. Um, but it's also the production value is just incredible also right because vi visual novels most of them not all of them um, but most of them especially if they're very kinetic um, they tend to when you see pictures of visual novels it's usually what it's a static image of a character mm -hmm. next to another character maybe with a background that's really it you know <laughs> um you know and now not to say there's a problem with that there's a lot of great visual novels that do that you know case in point we reviewed it a while back the uh house in uh fata morgana right mm. like that game is just like that it's a kinetic visual novel but like man what a what a masterpiece of a game that is but uh but yeah it's not much it's just a bunch of illustrations that are just kind of put one by you know one next to another but uh, but this one's different. This one almost, it's almost like half animated, right? Where like, you know, you are going to have people standing next to each other, but they do blink, right? And they do move. And when they're talking, their mouths do move. And, you know, you see stuff happening in the background. If you're outdoors, you know, it, it doesn't always have to pertain to what's happening either. You'll just, you can even just sit there idle reading the same sentence and uh, maybe birds will fly by if you're outdoors, you know, and stuff like that. So everything is constantly feeling animated, feeling alive. And uh, it increases that sense of immersion also. Um, mm -hmm. 
and sometimes you have those cut scenes within the dialogue where you know it's full-on animated somebody's maybe running from somebody right or somebody's you know maybe something falls down or you know somebody's trying to get your attention right and you're turning around and stuff like that sometimes it's first person sometimes it's third person it's just really really well done really high quality and super interactive that way and, and immersive and uh, I, I honestly can't recommend it enough it's such a high quality highly polished um visual novel and you know and you know this is a game that's developed and published purely by nintendo you know so this isn't you know mm-hmm. you know a second party game or something like that like this is in-house this is from nintendo this is a remake of their you know old game from the famicom and uh i mean it's just beautiful and like i just you know having seen this because i don't think i've ever seen or even heard of a visual novel by nintendo prior to this you Not know so i remember no yeah, so uh, now that I know that they can do it, and then the way that they do do it, it's like I want it. I want more. I, you know, I want them to like kind of really just go into this genre more because it kind of shows that you know they definitely have a knack for it. And uh, and yeah, they're. I mean, it's just incredible. I can't recommend those games enough, especially if you love murder mysteries and things like that. Like, man, those games knock it out of the park, especially with that production value. It's phenomenal. And each one by itself is thirty four ninety nine, but you can get the double pack, um, I believe, for $60. Um, but even if you buy just one, uh, now thirty four ninety nine, if you buy both of them separately, obviously you would think that's $70, but you do get a $10 discount on the next one. Um, if you buy one of them digitally, they're not available physically, at least not in the West. Um, you can probably get one from PlayAsia, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, either buy one, see how you like it. And then, or if you really think you're going to, you know, really dive deep, just get the double pack and have the time of your life with this. So, uh, but yeah, beat the missing air and, uh, started the girl who stands behind and that's been uh, a great time. So, um, uh after that uh have been playing a little bit of lake now i got to play this last year i uh, got a demo a private demo sent to me through ludonericon which was a convention mm-hmm. a virtual convention i don't know i can't remember if they had it physically but you know you know with covid and everything going on there was a lot of stuff that was a lot of you know uh events that would typically require you know physical attendance you know they moved a lot of that stuff to virtual you right. know so um and this was one of them and uh it was great got to speak to a lot of great people got to speak to the good folks from uh button city and uh there's another one like 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 beverly creek or something like that uh which is another sort of uh animal sort of uh infused uh, game it's like you know horror animal crossing <laughs> so, uh but uh but yeah excited for that game but this was one of them though it's called lake and uh played a demo of it on a pc and then on xbox and it was cool i mean it, it, the concept of it was very very simple right you play as this um this mailman mailwoman uh who moves to uh oregon i believe portland oregon and she's not necessarily starting a new, a new life, but she goes there for the time being um, because for, but it's not really fully explained yet, but she has this job that she still has from, you know, where she's originally from, but she's just kind of going on uh break to take over her dad's old job. Cause her, she used to grow up there. And uh, after not being there for like 20 plus years, she decided to come back and, um, and yeah, just kind of get away from everything for a change of scenery for a little mm-hmm. bit. And 
So you're there and yeah, you just kind of go around delivering packages and delivering mail, you know, just kind of, you know, if you want to compare it to Death Stranding, go for it, <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, definitely a lot more grounded, you know, it's not, nothing supernatural is happening here. It definitely feels like more of like a slice of life type game, right? Okay. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's very, it's a, very much a slow burner. It's not meant to be, you know, crazy action heavy. You just literally go around and you deliver mail, deliver packages. It's, it's honestly very relaxing um so you know it's and the you know the world is big enough um you know it's not super polished like there's a lot of problems i have with it um you know like collisions weird right like i've i've run into a few stop signs and stuff like that and you know that you know nothing happens to either of us that stop sign is sturdy as can be <laughs> you know? uh, and my uh my mail truck is um you know not damaged whatsoever right. it's still pristine condition um so things like that uh but uh but yeah it's very you know it's it's a slow burner if you want something nice slow you just don't think too hard just kind of relax on the couch pop this on and go deliver some mail you know and then in the meantime you get to meet all the townsfolk and you know do requests for them as well you know it's not and it's not as simple as just like hey i got this package you mind yeah. shipping this off for me? You know, it's not that you do get those but um honestly it's just you know really getting to know the people and listening to their stories and uh um you know maybe just you know sometimes you can hang out with them you know after you're done with everything and you know uh, get a uh, get a coffee go to the diner um yeah, it's just a nice little remote town that you just kind of chill. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's relaxing. Um, but uh, yeah, played that played the demo of that last year, and the full release came out maybe a couple weeks ago, and uh, it did come out day and date on mm-hmm. Xbox Game Pass. So I downloaded it and uh, been playing that a little bit of that, yeah. and uh, it's about the same as the demo I played last year. Like honestly, I don't see anything different. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean that it's not really much to it. It's just a slice of life game yeah. that uh, I downloaded know, it. I haven't I haven't even booted it up yet, but I downloaded it. it I kind of <laughs> thought maybe it was like a firewatchy type of type of game, um, but I wasn't real sure if it was any. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't really compare. I can I can see where the comparisons would come from. Like look like taking a glance at it. Yeah, but, but once you start playing it, it's honestly nothing. Like, like it's, it, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, it's just a, it's a slow burner. If you want something nice, chill to just kind of, you don't want to think much of it, but you can't really think of anything else to do. Lake's like the perfect game to pick up and, you know, kind of get lost in. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So in addition to that, uh, let me just go through the Xbox game pass titles here. The, um, also through Nathaniel's actually, uh, recommendation from the last podcast, actually I decided to download and play, uh, Goro Goa and, uh, Goro Goa is awesome. Gorgo is awesome. I, I beat it in one sitting. I beat it in one sitting. It took me about two hours. It wasn't long at all. Um, but uh, I beat it. Yeah, it was yeah, super to, chill. Like, man, what a great puzzle game. game. Yeah, like, what a fantastic puzzle game. At first, I was confused because it's not. there's not much of a tutorial. It just kind of tells you how to slide the pieces. Um, but then you start figuring out, like, these frames, like, essentially come apart. And it's cool how you can just disassemble and then reassemble these frames in a certain order to create new pictures or new pathways for this little character because you you kind of play if you can call it that as this little boy and you're just trying to kind of make them go through uh panel to panel basically so you're trying to connect these pieces but you're only ever within a four-piece panel and uh, it doesn't grow it's always just four pieces but the way these 
frame sort of, you know, like I said, disassemble and reassemble is so clever. It's so, so good. And, um, and it gets really challenging by the end too. There was, I only ever had to look up one thing, maybe two things. <laughs> right. um, but I tried not to, cause I'm, I'm very stubborn when it comes to puzzle ah, games. Nothing wrong you know, with that, stuff. you know? You yeah. yeah. Five or six minutes, take a look. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's much more I'm than that. I'm stubborn. That. Eric, I'm, I'm stubborn. It's not five oh, to six no, minutes. I Eric, throw in the towel after three minutes. Examples where I was like, YouTube, yeah, YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. No, I'm I I don't know what it is with puzzle games. I have too much pride with them. I don't know why. I love puzzle games. So, but so like literally like if I'm not if I'm if I'm an hour in, I'm not even joking. If I'm an hour in and I still can't figure it out, then that's when I'm just like, you know what? And even then I still don't want to, but I swallow my pride and I'm just like, you know what? Just do it. You know, you'll you'll you know, you'll sleep better tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh Especially since like this was towards the end too, and I was just like, I, I'm right there. Yeah, you know, it's I, like all I, right, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, I gotta do it. Yeah, but uh, but man, it was just such a cathartic, uh, peaceful experience, and uh, so so good, and just so clever. Like constantly, I was just my mind was just being blown of just being like, oh my god, look at the way these pieces just kind of you know, I was like, oh, the way that works, and and it's just like, oh, that's how you you know do that, and it's it's again, it doesn't really throw anything new at you it's all a matter of logic because you always have the same four panels over and over again but you're right. constantly moving them you know assembling reassembling disassembling and um it's it's insane it's insane <laughs> but it's so so good it's so so good and um and then uh it's an easy thousand gamer score also or an easy platinum if you're on playstation or easy 100 percent if you're on steam so uh, highly, highly, highly recommended if you love puzzle games, especially the ones that are short and sweet, kind of like the pedestrian. Like it's been like puzzle games have been killing it these last yeah. couple of months. Like, my God, like between the pedestrian and just well, everything that's been coming to Xbox Game Pass, really. Um, so uh, highly recommend over the course of the last couple of podcasts, pedestrian, Gorogoa, please do yourself a favor and check those out. Um, and uh, like I said, easy thousand gamer score as well. So um, really you just beat the levels and then you're good to go um but yeah uh yeah so in addition to that um i also finally beat talked about this on the last podcast but i'm talking about it again because i finally beat uh the artful escape oh cool yeah yeah what a weird yet fantastic game it is so so good like it is so unique and so refreshing in that game um if you're a fan of rhythm games even though it's not really a rhythm game it's you know don't go into it expecting some you know it's not a hatsune miku you know project diva yeah, you know, yeah. don't expect you know it's readily accessible yeah, yeah yeah for sure i mean you're only ever pressing a couple buttons and you're just kind of following the buttons that are on screen too like and they wait for you it's not like you know you have to hit it at a certain time it's pretty it's, short too like four hours five hours right? it took me yeah i would say i would say on average about i think five hours would be a safe bet saying that um i'm sure you could beat it in like three to four honestly but it took me probably the better part of closer to five um and yeah i got a thousand gamer score for that also that was an easy hundred percent um so yeah i can't recommend that enough man you know it's it's another game by um uh, published by annapurna um i love those guys they you know they typically publish the great stuff definitely a lot of art like a lot of artsy mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but man, I mean, they don't, you know, there's no games like the ones that they publish. I mean, they definitely publish yep. very unique and, and they're always highly, you know, praised typically, yeah. not always, but typically, um, you know, the, you know, we're talking about people who, you know, they've, they've published games like, uh, you know, Florence, uh, which is great. What means of Edith, Edith Finch, which is amazing. Um, Artful Escape, obviously. 
they did Donut County, yeah. uh, and just countless others. I mean, they're they're just they're a really really great uh, publisher. Uh, they published uh, what was it recently? Twelve Minutes also. 12 Minutes oh yeah, awesome. yeah, they did, didn't they? I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, no, I they're great. Um, I think they're publishing. What was it Neon White? Is that what the, the Neo White? But there's a new like it's like a card based sort of parkour game that's like super mm-hmm. like the art style is insane it's not out yet but uh mm-hmm. the publishing um really excited for that one uh and uh but yeah no our full escape fantastic it's on xbox game pass do some favor and please 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 check that one out the art direction is absolutely incredible um they, i kept being reminded of bill and ted <laughs> you know yeah. bill and- yeah. So, I mean, I, I talked about it a couple times too, especially when I came back from PAX East last time. Yeah. I got a chance to demo it, and I was like, "This is going to be something kind of fun. This is a different yeah. sort of indie game, yeah. you know, Very everything different. to have out there." And it, I, only, I think I only played it for like twenty, fifteen to twenty minutes, but it definitely left an impression on me. Oh yeah, I have it on my Xbox. I haven't played it yet, but I'll get to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do yourself a favor. Definitely, you know, make the time for it. You know, it's it doesn't it doesn't ask for too much of your time either. Um, even if you're only ever doing one chapter at a time, because those chapters kind of go pretty quick. Um, but, man, yeah, the art direction is fantastic. Every environment you go to is beautiful, and I mean beautiful. Like, it's everything, you know, like you said, like kind of leaves an impression um, as you're going through the through the game, and it's 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 great. It's great, man. I, I can't recommend it enough. Definitely uh, one of the best games I've played um, in quite some time, um, especially through Xbox Game Pass. So, um, yeah, if you have Game Pass and you like fun little indie games like that especially ones that are refreshing and just really kind of thinking outside the box do yourself a big big favor to go download the r fools game uh, it's it's great um but uh but yeah kind of going back to the murder mystery side of things um uh finally started playing the great ace attorney chronicles uh great ace attorney chronicles is sort of a spin-off of what we know as regular ace attorney which is you know Ace Attorney Phoenix Wright or Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Right. Um, so this one takes place way, way in the past. Um, like we're talking about, you know, these are like almost like the almost like the origins of like <laughs> the Ace Attorneys. Right. You know? If I'm not yeah. mistaken, I think Phoenix Wright might actually be a descendant of the character that you uh, play in uh, the Great Attorney Chronicles. Who I keep forgetting his name. It's like Rionosuke. It's some crazy long last name but yeah, it's like it, yeah, yeah. Uh, but i like calling him ryu for short um yeah. but uh but yeah no he's he's super cool that's who you play and uh, it, it's a comp- compilation of two games that came out forever ago i think on the ds originally but they were only in japan they never got localized so these games are not only remade from the ground up for the switch but for the first time ever are being localized and you get a double pack also right so for 30 bucks maybe 40 dollars i don't know i know we got it for 30 dollars physically it might have been on sale but um it's uh yeah compiles uh grace attorney chronicles one and two and uh man i'm just having the time of my life with it and like on the switch oled oh my god this game was made for it like my god i mean the colors are gorgeous the way everything pans and uh the way the characters are set on screen and the placement of the environment stuff like that everything looks so vibrant everything is easily um you know like legible and you can see everything perfectly you never have to squint at anything whether you're in handheld mode or tv mode like everything is beautiful like it's 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 
beautifully set up. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you're familiar with Ace Attorney, it kind of shares that same formula, right? Of like, you know, you're going to be spending the bulk of your time, you know, in the courtroom. However, when you're not in the courtroom, you're going to be going to various locations and investigating crime scenes and uh, you know, trying to get uh, as much evidence as possible. That way, when you do get to the courtroom later, you know, you can present all the stuff as needed. So. Uh, and you meet always meet all these crazy characters, all these these crazy cast of characters where, you know, you're always trying to figure out who did it. You know, you did it. No, you did it. You know, and, and honestly, with how they, you know, with how they all act and look, it's just like, it's just like any of these guys could have done it. You know, and you they did, all did you it. Yeah. They all- yeah, they all did it, but it always comes down to one, right? So, um, but they're so good at making all these crazy character designs that, like, you know, you, you know, you, it's a good distraction of just like literally anybody could have done this, <laughs> you know, like they all look crazy and they're all acting crazy too. Right. Um, but beautiful, beautiful game, um, and uh, yeah. But if you played Ace Attorney, you already know what you're going into with this, and I swear, like, this is probably one of the best looking games I've played on the. Yeah on the switch just in terms of the crispness of it the colors um its performance everything it's just it's so good like it was made for the switch like this is like it's like matrimony like it's it's so good so so good um i'm just hoping that at some point you know with capcom you know porting and localizing so many things that we can eventually get some of the ones that were on 3ds on here you know i mean obviously there's ace attorney trilogy but i really want the ones on 3ds on there because those were like really astounding yeah they were really good yeah, like Dual Destinies and was it Spirits of Justice, I think. I think so, Those were right. great, yeah. Um, and then I think there was one, um, Ace Attorney Chronicles, that was on uh, 3DS as well. So that, that'd be a cool one to, to port and kind of make a compilation, just like the you know the, the 3DS collection. Yeah. <laughs> you could just call it that, you know, so. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah unbelievable time with it and uh, it's it's great because i've just been really been in a murder mystery mood as of late so it's really been hitting that spot uh for me but i i can't recommend it enough you know it's always got that it's got that nice balance you know once again of like you know visual novel style storytelling but of course you know making things you know sort of interactive and and fun via its gameplay through you know hidden object um and point and click uh mechanics and stuff so it's it's great and just the narrative structure and the character development for everybody and the way things unwind. It's just like, it blows your mind every time. Like, especially by the time you get to the end of the case, man, it's, it's like, you know, it makes you wonder, like, it makes you wonder, but also appreciate not only the development process, but the writing that goes behind, like, you know, they must be locked in a room for months thinking of like, all right, which route, you know, is that too cliche? (laughs) You know, how do we take that and go from there? How do we trick the player into thinking like it's this, but really it's like this. And it just kind of turns itself on its head and stuff like that. Like they must be thinking of every which way and just going through insane amount, insane amount of testing, you know, to, to make sure that nothing is ever feeling too predictable or, um, you know like i said cliche because ace attorney has really never been like that for me anyway so mm. uh it's always it's always it's always surprising always a bunch of twists and turns and then those twists have turns and then those turns have twists and it's like <laughs> it's insane it's it's wild it's like uh it's it's kind of akin to those little uh those little things that you see on like uh on you see on like a loaf of bread you know you're kind of like you're trying to untwist it <laughs> You're and twisting then, it the then, wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're twisting it the wrong way, so you got to put it back the other way, but then that somehow ends up the wrong way, so then you go back the original way, and then all of a sudden it works, and it's like, it's like that. <laughs> so, but think of that, but fun. So that's that's what that's what his attorney is. So. Or, or that, or you uh, just cut the wire and go on, or cut the tie and go on. Um. <laughs> yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
but yeah, so uh, I've been playing a lot of that, but uh, that had to be put on hold because as of 24 hours ago, the new Pokemon game came out. Right. And uh, the new Pokemon game. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon in yeah, all the all yeah, the new Pokemans, Pokemon Legends Arceus, um, so or or as I've been calling it, Pokemon of Tsushima, and uh, it's it's awesome. It's it's really really great. It's it's super addicting, man. They just go around catching all these Pokemon and finding all the materials to grab, and uh, you know you're crafting a lot of stuff now too. And it just there's a lot of Breath of the Wild elements, but still has that sort of signature Pokemon look and feel to it and uh but there's no way i have trouble believing they didn't go to the to the breath of the wild team and was just like hey you mind giving us a few pointers we're trying to do this like this you know how would you make this feel good how do you how did you do this you know especially with the ui and everything oh my god it's a beautiful user interface Mm. um that's very reminiscent of the way uh breath of the wild and then the music and the calmness of it too and it's like you know especially with a lot of like the sort of like mute muted pianos and stuff like that it's just, you know it sounds very breath of the wild so um find but... any weirdos and trees that give you seeds <laughs> there's a lot of uh yeah well there's things that sort of they give off the sort of same uh vibe that a korok seed would but rather than looking for these little particular little things um they kind of replaced what would be the seeds with what they call wisps and you just they're kind of scattered all throughout the region and you got to collect them and eventually once you get them all you can get a spirit tuned that way um but uh, but yeah there's a lot of elements and ideas that they clearly borrowed um from breath of the wild that they kind of uh made turned into you know g- gave it that pokemon flavor and uh but man the seamlessness of going in and out of battles you know you don't have to go through a crazy old school final fantasy warp anymore <laughs> you know or uh anything like that and you know wait through go through a bunch of text and you know uh and whatnot it's it's you know you just throw throw out one of your pokemon and there it is the battle starting you know, no questions asked. So it's awesome. And you get to move your character freely around. You get to move your character freely around. You have a full 360 camera. It's not a fixed wow. camera anymore. Wow. Yeah. No matter where you're at. Um, so it's like they, they kind of took the idea for the wild area, but made it good um, from Sword and Shield. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, but yeah, you know, it's not without its problems. You know, the graphics could be much, much better. Um, I, I'm kind of over, I think, I think Game Freak should just retire, not only from Pokemon, but just in general. I, I think they're oh, done. I, thought, I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. they're going to tell me they need to retire the engine they're using. No, well, they, well, I mean, they're still using the 3DS engine, yeah. But, you know, but, uh, but yeah, but otherwise, uh, yeah, uh, of course. Oh, jeez, okay. But, uh, but. But they nailed the gameplay, though. The gameplay is absolutely fantastic. But um, but there's a lot of just weird, like, little mechanical problems and technical problems. Stuff. A lot, the pop-in is really bad. Like, really, really mm. bad. A lot of stuff appearing and disappearing, like, clearly in view of you. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, I, I recorded a video where I was just simply turning the camera. And there was one, it was just a hallway. It was, like, there's, there's this main hallway that you go into um, where you talk to, like, the commander of this village, basically. And uh, you're going to be going there a lot to rank up your stars and whatnot. But all I did was, like, I was in this hallway, empty hallway, right? And that's not the problem. But, like, just this hallway because I was going to go upstairs. And uh, there's just one NPC just chilling there. All I did was turn the camera, like, not even completely out of view. It was still, he was still, like, maybe maybe 35% in frame. And just depending on how I would turn the camera left or right, he would either appear or disappear. And I'm just like, is it that hard to render this dude? <laughs> like, is it, are we having that? Much? Yes. 
render this one small M- NPC in this extremely empty, you know, grand hallway? Like it's, it's, you know, it's, well, how is this so difficult? You know, meanwhile, you know, I just think, you know, just please just, you know, like they nail the gameplay. They, I think they need to start co-developing. That's what it is. Let them handle the gameplay yeah. portion of it because they still got that on lock, right? But like it's the more visuals, the visuals they need to not do anymore. Give it to Bandai Namco because they've been killing it, right? New Pokemon Snap, they did a great job with that, right? Mm. Uh, Pokemon Tournament, unbelievable job with that, right? So like all the like the 3D Pokemon games that have been outsourced um, have looked amazing. Pokemon Unite looks great, you know, like... And again, it's and what's the common denominator here right, is that yeah. game not working on any of these. Maybe just <laughs> you know? your first idea is better. Game Freak needs to go away because all the people who are chained to their desk making Pokemon games for you know two or three decades, yeah. they need a break, man. Need yeah, break. I think they need a break. <laughs> They're losing inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably t- chained to their desk. That's probably what it is. They probably can't go anywhere. They probably have like a little like <laughs> bracelet on their ankle that's chained to like the leg of their desk and they can't go anywhere. They probably get fed, you know, once a day, you know, just like here's a, here's a peanut butter sandwich. Can I have- <laughs> There's a lot of Pokemon they got to make. So, you know, you got to crank, crank that treadmill. Can I yeah. have more, sir? <laughs> no. Get back to work. <laughs> Sir, please. I was on Facebook the other day, and everybody thinks I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> I just, my God, they held a eulogy for me. My God, <laughs> please just let me go home just this weekend, please. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, they've been doing this now for a while, and you know, Pokemon was continuously being inventive mm. up until X and Y, which is why a lot of people, myself included, say X and Y was the last real good one. There's people that like Sun and Moon, there's people that like Sword and Shield that still loved X and Y and the ones prior, but, uh, you know, but if you're really looking at, you know, criticisms aside, if you're really looking at in terms of features, content, depth, uh, replayability, things like that, X and Y was the last time you really had a big evolution for the series, no pun intended. But like Sun and Moon just felt like a big step back. And then Sword and Shield was also Sword and Shield was weird, right? Because it was a Yeah. It was one step forward, two steps back type of thing. You know, where it was like you had a lot of good ideas in that, but either they weren't implemented well or they just there wasn't enough of a grip there to kind of keep you wanting more um and i you know i think they just need to stick with something that works i mean i get you know don't fix what's not broken but they keep implementing these things that are they're the they're they are these throwaway gimmicks right they drive me crazy right like x and y i like the idea of mega evolutions there weren't many of them there was only really just a handful of mega evolutions but that was cool if they kept growing on that with each new generation of like hey now these pokemon tech some of these pokemon technically have a fourth form now but only temporary kind of like a digimon thing you know that would be really cool um i liked that idea a lot because that could easily change the whole playing field of not only for the video games but for uh you could even say the tcg right the trading card game mm-hmm. so um implementing those sorts of ideas were like hey here's a mega evolution you can only use it for three turns and then you have to bring you have to discard the card stuff like that you know um so i like that idea a lot but then you know they got rid of it for sun and moon and then in sun and moon they replaced it with the z moves i believe so you got you you know these some of these pokemon if they were holding a certain um uh, stone, stone yeah. yeah they could 
initiate these super powerful moves. Now, that's fine and dandy, but this isn't something we haven't seen before. I mean, you could just use a hyper beam and it would work just as well. The only difference here is you're telling me you're using a Z version of a move that comes with a fancy animation, but otherwise, damage-wise, you know, not that impressive. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just meant to look fancy and, uh, uh, you know, very, you know, just... Uh, just you know, like you're showing off, basically. Um, and then in Sword and Shield, you had these stupid. Well, they had two names for it: Dynamax, Gigantamax, whatever you want to call it. Um, and like Is that, where you feed your uh, Pokemon a steroid. It may as well be. It may <laughs> as well be. Uh, it's 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 <laughs> like. It's it's just all this pollution in the air like that them all, them. all yeah. my muscles. <laughs> yeah, and like it makes them the size of like kai like kaiju's basically, right? So you have right. so you know stop on the city, come back here. <laughs> so you know you see you know a, a Godzilla sized oh. Pikachu, you know with like there a you go. That's a crossover. We need to have actual like Godzilla and that whole library of monsters versus to, like, Pokemon. Back, <laughs> yeah. No, come back here! I told you to fight. Yeah, uh, but it's it's all these throwaway ideas, and it's just like every time people like an idea or get used to it, because I didn't have a problem with Z-moves. They just weren't as exciting as Mega Evolutions. And then, of course, they threw that away, and it was just like, Z-moves? What? What are those? We don't know about those. Anyways, we have this, di- you know, this Dynamax stuff here, and now the next one, they're going to be like, Dynamax? Never heard of that. Anyways, we got this new thing here. So, like, <laughs> you know, all these gimmicks, and, like, I hate these throwaway ideas, and it's just like, that's not how you keep a series refreshing. Because then you have to learn a whole new mechanic for the next one that is, once again, a throwaway mechanic because that's how I see them. Because, again, they're only going to use it for this one game and it's not going to be used ever again. It's just something to keep mm-hmm. you busy, you know, something to make it seem new because they don't, you know, because they know they're selling the same thing over and over again, you know. Right. So it's, it, how do we make it seem new? So, you know, it's problematic in a lot of ways because of that. And I think it gets to a point where some developers, and this isn't just a problem with Game Freak, you see this happen all the time, I mean, Call of Duty's, you know, suffers from mm. this too, which is like, these guys get way too comfortable, they sell the same thing every year, <laughs> you know, give it to somebody else who's willing to do something else, you know, keep it refreshing. Um, because, you know, I, I, you know, yes, these will sell millions and millions of copies every single time. Mm. However, while you're selling a lot of copies, I feel like, even though... Th- everything's a numbers game, right? So it's weird. You're selling millions of copies, but I feel like at the same time you have a shrinking fan base, right? Now it might not be in the millions. It might just be marginal, right? It might just be, you know, maybe, you know, couple tens of thousands right maybe twenty thousand people in the year of you know this year 2022 would be like you know i'm not a pokemon fan anymore you know now compared to the millions of copies ten thousand you're not even that's not going to make a dent you know but over time you will see you know that sort of trend start to you know uh or you know you you will start to see that reflect you know year over year Mm -hmm. and um yeah and just people will start to you know, just kind of lose interest well, over a time. This so. is the first one that I didn't pre-order. You know, usually, I always have a po- you know, oh, a new Pokemon game. Let me pre-order it. And, you know, and, and, uh, I didn't yeah. pre-order this one. I was I was going to wait for reviews and 
see what you thought of it before I bought it. Yeah. And then after yeah. talking to you last night, I'm like, okay, I'll buy it. I mean, yeah. no, no, I mean, it's, it's yeah. a great game. Absolutely buy it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, this is the most refreshing thing they've done in a long, long time. It's great. Um, but I think it also has to do with the fact that, you know, this is in a weird way, it's sort of like a prequel, if you want to call it that, you know, because okay. these people in this village that you've gone into, they don't know what these Pokemon are. They don't know, you know, everything's so new to them. They're just like, yeah, there's a bunch of crazy monsters. <laughs> We got a bunch They're... of monsters in our pockets, and we don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Pokemons are still a new invention, so you see them. They're like made of wood, and you know stuff like that. It's you know they're still trying to figure out everything, huh. and uh, but it's such a neat, refreshing idea that's just like finally something refreshing. I just wish somebody else made this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. some game freak because a lot of the world. My biggest criticism is probably the worldwide. You know, and again. The gameplay and the mechanics, everything is addicting. They nailed that. They did such a good job. But yeah. again, visually speaking, it's just like you go out into that world, the draw distance really, really bad, right? You go into, you know, a more uh, a higher peak area, you look down, flat textures across. You know, you start, you know, you might see maybe three trees, maybe at most. And I wonder why that is. Old. I mean, it wasn't like that on Breath of the Wild. Did they just not? take the time to polish it did they not have the time you know do they no. have to have it out by this certain time or you but know? it's weird like it's 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 why are you rushing something like this like especially yeah. when brian like uh Br brilliant diamond and shining pearl just came out in november yeah. so like that was just three months ago you know which by the way was great <laughs> you want to know why because they didn't do it yeah, That's you know, right. Green Freaks so, didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and did, did you? Uh, also, if anybody noticed, smooth, no jaggies. No jaggies. That <laughs> no was jaggies. A, that was the first <laughs> thing I noticed, and we talked about that. It's like, hey, this game looks. There's no jaggies. What's up with that? Who? And then I realized, yeah. oh wait, Game Freak. Didn't yeah. Make. Someone understood what the technical term anti-aliasing is. How it does, how it, you know. I think you've just answered your question of why there's all these uh, technical pop-in issues and. Stuff. Yeah. What not in this game? It's just yeah. more than just jaggies. There's these now too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's just super super weird because you know you look at games that have a similar visual style like this, right? Again, again, everyone's always going to go to Breath of the Wild, but that that I mean, Breath of the Wild really did set the bar, right? It oh, yeah. came out day one with Switch, so everything moving forward has to look back at that and be like, look, that came out day one. And you it came out on Wii U. Be... You know, I mean, it was Wii U. Wii U. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was just, you know, I don't know. It's... Yeah, like all these developers and publishers should be comfortable with this system by now, understand yeah. how the engine works, understand how the hardware works, and yet still, you guys still can't match that. That came out day and date when mm -hmm. the Switch launched in 2017. That was five years ago now. Five. They would have had five. to have been doing it longer than those five years to match it though that's the thing because yeah. breath of the wild was being developed for quite a long time yeah right. that's true yeah because yeah, i mean it was just ported to the switch yeah, yeah. it wasn't but developed the on the switch it was just ported right. onto the switch but that's the thing right is like we're also okay well then even that, that well it's just zelda in general is like hey we start developing it and then oops we run out of time on this console so we end up putting right. it out on yeah. the next one yeah. <laughs> that's like a yeah. zelda staple we'll, at this we'll, point we'll catch it we'll catch it <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll catch it yeah. on that. Well, even less of an excuse then, right? Because then because right. then it's technically a Wii U game at that point, right? When it yeah. was initially presented, it, the Switch didn't exist. No one heard about the Switch. But everybody, it was like this game. Here's our new Wii U Zelda game. Mm -hmm. You know? And, uh, 
you know, so yeah, you, the fact that you got that to run and look as beautiful as it is on the Wii U, you know, what's everyone else's excuse? You know, it's, it's, yeah. you know, development time aside is just like, again, it, it, but even development time aside, it just simply just judging from ports and stuff. Look at what Bethesda's done with some of the ports, right? With, uh, you know, stuff like Wolfenstein, Doom, things like that, you know, Witcher 3, uh, not Bethesda, obviously, but that's on the Switch, is what right, I'm saying. Right, yeah. Uh, and like, so I don't know. It's just, I, I I don't know, especially as a as a first party, mm-hmm. mostly first party studio. It's just like you know, like you are. How are you still not familiar with your own hardware? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it people. just seems weird. Seems weird to me. Um, so I don't know. It's unfortunate, but uh, but again, that's just from a visual perspective. Gameplay wise, right. it is fantastic. Super fun game. I highly recommend it, um, especially if you have any semblance of enjoyment uh, with uh, uh, Pokemon. Uh, you're going to love this. It's super refreshing and honestly really addicting, just kind of going around, catching them all. Uh, and uh, yeah, but I just wish that world was a little more fleshed out because there's just a lot of flat textures, a lot of draw distance issues, a lot of pop in and um, a lot of uninspired areas. It's just, you know, I just wish there was more flora and fauna and just... I wish there were a little more details here. And there. Yeah, just details, more polish. You know, even Jaggies aside, even if that wasn't the case, you know, I started, you know, I started thinking about games that came out in the past that have more detail than this. You know, I think of something like Nino Kuni. It reminds mm-hmm. me a little bit of Nino Kuni, actually, um, you know, in terms of like the world building and the visual style where like when you're out, when you're out there, it's just like this game initially came out on PS3. Three, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I was, I don't even know how many generations ago at this point, I've lost time two generations ago, three generations ago. And like, you know, it's yeah, just but weird. that's a silly comparison. Cause we're talking about the switch. So if you're comparing the switch to that, then it's like almost, almost equivalent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but just like, I don't know, just in terms of like detail and style and stuff like that. It's just, and I, I it's just, you know, there's these games, older games that came out 10 plus years ago that have a lot more environmental detail than, you know, what we're, what we're seeing here. Now it's not to say, you know, they're bad landscapes. They're fun to play around in, uh, play around in. They're fun to run around in and uh, kind of explore in, but you know, you kind of see everything after a while. And I've always been a big fan of, you know, it, and for me, the environment is as important, if not even more important, than you know how the game itself actually is. Because like I, a big part of immersion for me is the world that I'm in. Right. You know. So, um, however, the village is awesome. I love the village. Like the village is great that you kind of walk around in, and you can go into just about everybody's house. And now the problem with everybody's house, everybody's house looks the same, right? So they just copy right. and paste it each. Of <laughs> course. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just to save time because. As we know, Pokemon is not a billion dollar property. It you know only makes a couple thousand dollars every year. Yeah, it's you know? small. Nobody so, buys it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. They don't have I, cartoons I, I, or trading card games or comic yeah. books or T-shirts. Well, yeah. No, or no, no nothing. They don't do anything like that. No, no. I mean, come on. It's you know, it's made by made by two people. Yeah, two people, <laughs> yeah, small teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like some yeah. indie group. I'm you know. Yeah. Who's ever yeah, heard no, of me? no different. Yeah, yeah no, no different from uh, you know Stardew, Undertale. Wait, what was that? Yeah. Oh, those <laughs> millions and millions of copies. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. It's it just makes you wonder. You know, like how much time do they have? How much? Where is how big or small is that team really? You know, like where are these resources going? You know, is it? You know, do they rely? Or is it just like you know? Let's 
it's like let's sell the game just so we can sell merchandise you know versus you know yeah you know let's just sell the game because we want to make something fun and amazing for everybody you know it's um, and they can you know it's let's get it out there and we can always do updates 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 yeah well yeah um yeah but i mean is there like you rarely see like you know visual overhaul updates though no, and stuff not like usually. that um if anything, if there's been a trend with anything lately, it's been uh, now this has a ray tracing update, you know, but right. uh, usually what you see now, but no, and you know, nothing really in terms of like, you know, we're remastering how the game looks and it's completely free. And that has happened, but it's, you know, it's, it's few and far between. So, yeah. um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It just makes you wonder, you know, it's, I mean, this is Pokemon we're talking about here, you know, it's like this is also, you know, you know, for Nintendo, it goes Mario, Zelda. Pokemon, I feel like, in terms of like their top three properties, they're all billion-dollar franchises. But these are also properties, right? That like, you know, when Mario came out, I was watching this a couple of weeks ago on YouTube because I was feeling nostalgic. When Mario Odyssey came out, my God, the amount of marketing they did—they shut down almost a couple streets in New York just because oh, you know yeah. they were having a big Mario Odyssey parade and uh you know doing a big launch for you know at the nintendo store mm -hmm. and then when zelda came out everything they were doing surrounding that the marketing everywhere making murals you know just mm -hmm. finding places you know with huge brick walls and just changing them entirely wow. to breath of the wild murals and it was beautiful billboards everywhere like the commercials were great you couldn't turn left or right without seeing something that was mario or zelda related mm -hmm. and they just made such a big deal out of it because this was or this is there and it's the same thing with how movies do right every time there's a new star wars movie you can't turn left or right without yeah. hearing about it right yeah. every time there's a new advertise. yeah advertise advertise you know but you want to make sure that you do it right right because you don't want to let people down i feel like with pokemon there's always going to be people that you're gonna you know let down um but it always but you always see a trend of what people are saying right it's not because the game is necessarily bad this game is amazing right and the best thing that pokemon has seen in years but um again it's always comes back to like why does it look like this you know are we gonna be in 2085 you know i'm gonna be like 75 years old playing this thing vr and still to be like i remember playing i remember some you know games looking like this on the you know xbox series X. look know? at those jaggies oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have 12k jaggies <laughs> so, i saw the i saw a lot of videos and pictures on on twitter of the lines of people you know to pick up their games on launch night at gamestop i mean some of them they were lines wrapped around the the building yeah, i mean yeah. it's you know it's crazy i haven't seen lines like that at a launch lineup and a long or a launch game in a long long, long time. time so long time, yeah. yeah so uh, but it's it's super exciting um but it's it's a super great game but uh, it's yeah i don't know i just visually they could have done more and you know they could have done more like the game runs at 30 it's not running at 60 either like and it's just like why there's nothing here <laughs> you know there's nothing. Like, again going back breath of the wild was in 60 frames you know and uh ran natively at 1080p so again i don't want to hear it you know it's right. like i i don't understand have, have you tried docking it does docking change yeah. anything yeah no i've been playing actually mostly on tv okay actually. all right uh, i didn't know if you were yeah. playing handheld or or or, or no, i play a little bit handheld it looks good in handheld too but again those criticisms still apply because gotcha. you know it, it, it 
stuff like draw distance and things like that. I mean, then pop in. I mean, that's not going to change docked or undocked, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, really all the docked and undocked is going to do is like it might give you a crisper image, you know. And then with that extra processing power, I mean, you could probably render a little bit more, but ultimately it's the same experience um, on or off TV. So right. uh, fair enough. But but yeah, uh, cool. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm going to pick it up. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's absolutely worth picking up. It's a fantastic game. I think you're going to love it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, it's just I, I think they need to start co-developing. I just don't think they can handle a lot of the bigger because you're you're talking about a team that has solely worked on handheld titles virtually their entire existence, mm-hmm. right? From the original Game Boy up until now, and you know now that the Switch is you know can be considered a console you know now you're working with console hardware and here we are years down the line they still have no idea they don't know you know what's what's going on i think they just really need to start co-developing or just you know don't be afraid to ask for help man yeah. like you know again you guys take care of the gameplay and the you know mechanics for stuff like that Ooh, just let somebody else yeah let somebody else handle the visuals and the optimization you know like please it's it's you know i don't know well, it's not unheard of for you know for for companies you know different Code development all the time. I mean, yeah. you know, how many people worked on The Last of Us Two? How many, how many devs, you know, dev companies worked on uh, hundreds? Well, know, Smash, Smash, Smash Brothers is another great example too. Where Smash Brothers Ultimate got so big, or even even Wii U, it it got so big to the point where Sakurai was just like, <laughs> we can't do this all on our own, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, so they contacted a bunch of people over at Bandai Namco. So it's co-developed yeah. probably with you know uh, Sora Sora Limited, but um, but they're co-developed with uh, Bandai Namco as well. And Bandai Namco has been really faithful and really really good with what they how they've been handling uh, Pokemon stuff too. Like I said, with Pokemon Tournament, uh, Pokemon Snap, um, they didn't do. Uh, Pokemon Unite, but you know, using that as an example and how that looks, Pokemon Masters on the phone, you know, on the mm-hmm. phone, yeah. you know, looks amazing and has you know some voice acting in it also, you know. So it's just like, I don't know, I don't know. I just think uh, you know, just get, just co-develop. You know, you guys keep doing what you're doing, but on the visual and technical side of things, just let somebody else handle the optimization and stuff like that to make sure you de- deliver the best game possible. Mm-hmm. You know, something that you know we're not asking for photorealism. <laughs> I'm not asking for that. No, you know? no, huh. asking, I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then you get it. Oh. No. <laughs> like... Now what? Now what if there was a game where the Pokemon looked like they do in the Detective Pikachu movie? Okay. They have like that amount of detail in it. Like they wouldn't be in a live action environment, but just like you know that kind of style. You know, pared down to what you can actually pull off a video game, but like that kind of thing could be cool. Yeah, honestly, can't do that on the Switch though. No, no, you can't. (laughs) But now that you've brought it up, like something like Detective Pikachu on the 3DS, great game by the way. But guess what? Game Freak didn't touch it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that game looks amazing too. So, um, and they announced Detective Pikachu two years ago, not the movie, but the game. And I don't know, I don't know where it is, but uh, who knows where it is? Um, but uh, I, I really want that bad. I love Detective Pikachu on 3DS. That game was amazing. But uh, anyways, but yeah, I don't know. I just think you know, here's a billion dollar franchise that you treat as if it's a, a dying franchise, <laughs> you know, and it's not. It, it's alive and well. You know, Actually, you've got that wrong. It's a billion-dollar franchise that they treat that like, oh, we have a billion-dollar franchise. It's fine. We don't yeah. have to try that hard. No, that's yeah. that's we what it feels money. like. Yeah. Uh, just roll it out. We need money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's good enough. That's kind of that. It's good enough. Put it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah this will do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
it's like uh you know it's like you can make like you know you can cook a piece of chicken but uh you know if you really want it to stand out you know and people remember it you need that proper seasoning you know but uh they're just like no nah, we don't need seasoning <laughs> no <laughs> just we'll just boil it. it it'll be fine yeah, boil it. oh <laughs> salt and pepper boil it <laughs> He's grossed out. <laughs> Not gross, just like, oh, just, no, that's, no. no, no, no. But, uh, Way yeah, better uh, ways to cook it than that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> long story short, though, like, visual stuff aside, like, this is the best Pokemon game, spinoff, whatever you want to call it, in a long, long time. Um, I'm loving it. It's amazing. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I hope Pokemon moving forward takes a lot of ideas from this. It won't. Because this will be another one where they just kind of like it's a one and done, you know, just like everything's got a gimmick and a spinoff, and I hate that they do that, but uh, hopefully I'm wrong. I want to be wrong so bad. Uh, we'll <laughs> but, see. Uh, there's a lot of great refreshing ideas here that I think would implement well in mainline series games moving forward, particularly the open world aspect of it, the 3D camera as- aspect of it, and uh, just the seamless nature of going in and out of battles. Um, but uh, that world needs a big... Uh, big overhaul. I mean, again, it's a, it's a, it's pretty to a degree, but uh, only when you're kind of, you know, looking at things up close. Uh, the moment you start getting a uh, look at the bigger picture, you know, it starts to really fall apart. So, as somebody who's not a Pokemon fan, looking in from the outside, it's hilarious. It's just like, yeah, 3D camera, it's cool, new thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's, been, to, to... that's such a new innovation. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. kind of wild, but uh, yeah. but you know, uh, anyways, all in all, great game. Um, I am reviewing it though, so I'll go more in depth, you know, once I like finish the game. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's great. Uh, don't hesitate to you know if you're a Pokemon fan, um, don't hesitate to spend the sixty bucks on it. It'll be, I think, it'll be well worth your time. So it's a great game. So cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's my that's my list. Right. Eric, you're up. Oh. It is my turn. Duh, like, what? Oh, what? I'll make, Pokemon? What? <laughs> Actually, I do have Pokemon Diamond for Switch. I won it like, a couple months ago. I, I haven't opened nice. it. I'm not a huge Pokemon guy. Like, I might play it, or I might just give it to my nephew, who's big into Pokemon. Here you go. Yeah. Happy birthday, Christmas. Enjoy. Yeah. But we'll see. Anyway, yeah, the last Pokemon game I played was X, and that was years ago because oh, it was yeah, one of the ones that you get for free on 3ds they were like giving i want to say it was something for club nintendo potentially uh, i don't, I don't, think, I don't think they ever gave that away in club nintendo uh, they give maybe a lot of games for you but not Pokemon. maybe X super cheap. anyway yeah. another story for another day <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, let's see what i've been playing i have been playing some battlefield 2042 on pc pretty good um, I got fiber internet this weekend, so that was a good way to take it to the old speed test. See what my ping is? Pretty good, like 20. That's really good. And there's a map full of people, so yeah. better than it was before. Played a couple hours of that. It's Battlefield. I don't need to bore you. Uh, played a lot of stuff on the Series X or Series S recently. Uh, played some more Hunt Down. Game is surprisingly tough. It yeah. is. Uh, the boss fights are just. I was interested in that one. It's yeah. It's it. It was on actually. Yeah, actually, I played that on Switch, not on the series. But uh, it's good. I mean, I recommend it. Um, you know, if you like retro 
you know, sci-fi, uh, run and gun games, with, you know, kind of like Contra inspired a little bit, but you take sure. more than one, more than one hit to kill you, different guns, different mm-hmm. characters. Uh, boss fights are challenging, kind of fun secrets in it and stuff, collectibles to get. I tried, let's see, I tried Windjammers 2, because that was, we also got a review code for it, but it's on Game Pass, so right. I played it. It's just like Windjammers, just like the first one. I mean, I think the best thing is to probably play with somebody. I mean, yeah. playing a computer is, you can only do some. Right. I played it briefly on Vita. It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't too crazy fun. for it. It's, it was it's, fun. You know, it's entertaining. Little yeah. sports game. I also tried Doom 64 for the first time ever. Uh, never played it before. Oh, really? It, it is <laughs> crap on the 64. It yeah. is garbage. It really is. Um, on this version, they uh, changed the brightness and the resolution. So it's it's playable. It's it's decent, but I don't know. Like, I think I'd rather just play like Doom One or Two because the the monster models look funny to me in uh, Doom sixty four, and I'm like, I bet this is because of like what they had to do for the sixty four to get it to work. Could be. But, I mean, it's, it's a lot good. of shortcuts back then. Yeah, it's, like, it, it's if, good. If you compare uh, like Resident Evil two sixty four to Resident Evil like two PS one, it's crazy. There's like documentaries too of yeah. like what to they got that to cram yeah. down the cart like. That is not the best. Okay, Resident Evil Two. I don't recommend playing it on the N sixty four, but it's the only way. But if it's the only way you can play it, it's still a technical marvel, and it works. It is. It yeah. absolutely is. Yeah, it is. Like, I just don't you, recommend playing any games on the N sixty four. But I <laughs> well, you know, if you get that, uh, I did. I did pick up a. I'm with you, John. I uh, I did buy a pretty big N sixty four lot recently locally, and he had the brawler, the wireless brawler sixty four. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not super interested, but my buddy has one. He's like, it's better than the original. He's like, you got to try it at least. At least give it a try. Yeah, I'll give it a try. See what the latency's like, and you know, maybe just hang on to it. Yeah, I have the old, you know, the the wired one. one. Yeah, I have the I have the retro bit um, one that's supposed to that looks like the Hori pad. Mm -hmm. You know, with the the joystick, joystick in the middle. That one's good. That's really comfortable. I can play for that for a while without any issues. Mm. But anyway. Doom 64. Uh, it's 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 okay. Give it a try if you got it on Game Pass. I also tried Quake, and that made me Quake, Quake one. That made me nauseous actually. Yeah, I Quake, that. Yeah, I love Quake. <laughs> Quake is so fast paced. Brown, muddy yeah. environment. And yeah. I played this PC back in the day, and I'm like, oh, that takes me back. Oh, look, I can jump. Things are slightly better. <laughs> but <laughs> my wife's like, what is this game? Is this Wolfenstein? I was like, no, no, this is, this is Quake. Close. <laughs> Did like the same company make it? It's like in a castle. I'm like, well, let me tell you. Give me a brief. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting just to dabble. Yeah. And you could download. Um, it's kind of cool. The one for the that's on Game Pass. You can get. There's a couple fan mods you can get, and you can download Quake 64 to mm-hmm. run it too, which is kind of interesting. So kind of shortcuts that to get that. I uh, played a little bit of Star Wars Squadrons because I wanted to show my wife what that was like. You know, flying around the Tie Fighter stuff. Yeah. I don't think I could have played that in PlayStation VR. I mean, that was I was going to use my VR for that, but I don't think I could have handled it. It's hard enough for me to like play. It's like, pretty really. cool in VR. Cool. It That's, is really really. Didn't bother cool. you at all? No, Fine. didn't bother me. Now I haven't. I have the. I need to get a cable to hook up my Oculus to the PC because they gave that away on Amazon Gaming. So it's on or so I've got it on Origin and it's VR compatible there too. So I need to see 
Yeah, see what it's like on the Oculus with a little higher resolution. That might get me. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. But let's see. So yeah, I've been playing lots of cool stuff. Um, actually, you know, uh, we actually another game I played was uh, Heaven Dust Two. That's on the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Got a review code for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is best described as like an isometric survival horror Resident Evil like game. Yeah, it is. It borrows a lot from Resident Evil. It, you feel like you're playing. Uh, it takes place in a research facility. The first game took place in a mansion. You're like, oh, Resident Evil One. Yeah. But the second, yeah, it is. It's, <laughs> it was fun. Like it's about ten to fifteen hours long. I beat it. I finished it. I am. Um, I'm not with review games. I try to play as much as possible. But this one, I, I couldn't stop playing. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was pretty cool. There's a uh, boss fights. You know, you collect stuff. The puzzles are sw- are simple. You know stick statue a in fountain a and you know get this clue for piece b go find it so that sort of stuff uh the guns gun gun combat's good um it, it auto aims and if you wait like a few seconds longer i'm finishing up my review but a few seconds longer i'll aim for a headshot just do that there's different zombies kill them with different weapons you can upgrade your different upgrade your guns pretty much spending the time figuring out why you woke up with no memory and while you were frozen, now you're awake. How do you get out? How do you kill the monsters? Story's kind of interesting. Gameplay is good. Uh, they gave you a melee weapon, which is useless. I never used it. <laughs> it's just dumb. We have like grenades and stuff. It, and it was entertaining. You know, the music. I talked about it before, last show, but the music is very Resident Evil like. Yeah. Little like bits when you're like saving at the computer and stuff. And just like. But it's fun. I recommend it. It is $15 on the eShop. And if you buy it on Steam, it's like 14 or 15 on Steam, and it includes the first game as well on Steam. Oh, all right. So it's, oh, that's it's, really nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty small studio, I think. But I had a pretty good... My only gripes were the controls sometimes were a little bit funky. Like, I don't know. I try to get the character to... And it's like Resident Evil. You can't move and shoot. You're standing still and shooting, turning. Right. And there were a couple times where I was like, damn it. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's not too bad. I wish the controls were a little bit tighter. And the game crashed a lot on my Switch. It probably hmm. crashed like six or seven times. Jesus. And it, w- it would be random, like when I was saving, or maybe I'd take a break, come back, yeah. uh, take my Switch off sleep mode, and burp, the game would crash. But, but, nah, it's, it's a good game. It, yeah. I would definitely say four out of five, and I had, I had a very good time with it. And, well, that's I, something I to say, you know, with the crashing like that, and you still... Couldn't put yeah. it down, you know. Because I mean, <laughs> to me, it's just like, yeah, Dennis was talking was... earlier about like, you know, he's like, I gotta power through the puzzles. You know, I don't care. I gotta do it. No, not me. I was like, uh oh, how do I open this door? YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Oh, here we go. Oh, cool. How do I fight this boss? Because there's at least, I think, one times I died in the game at the boss fights, and one of them was really challenging for me. I'm like, is it? Oh, no. I had to go look at the video, and the guy's like, oh, okay, I didn't think about doing that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it was, it was, and unfortunately, I was, I think there's like some cheat codes out there and some secrets, but I couldn't find anything on the internet. I was looking, I found a few guides for secrets, but I, I was like trying to find the guides for like the unlockable stuff. Cause once you finish the game, you unlock a harder mode and you can unlock stuff. That. Cool. It was fun. I recommend it. Yeah. It looked really and cool. That's all, that's all I've been playing. Cool. Well, we'll talk about uh, a little bit of news. Not that anything big happened since our last show. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing. 
Nothing that's like one of the biggest news stories yeah, in gaming ever, like yeah. ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nobody nobody spent sixty nine billion dollars on anything, you know. It wasn't Yeah. You know, not yet, sort of not yet. whatever, you yeah. know. Yeah, kinda. Happened, but but yeah, so um <laughs> so uh Activision Blizzard is uh Microsoft is is, is probably gonna acquire Activision Blizzard. Um <laughs> and that kinda came from out of nowhere. Um I was, uh, what day was it? Was that, was it come out like on a Tuesday or something like that? Yeah, it was it? very random. It was yeah, very random. It was like 9.30 yeah, was in the morning. Yeah, it was definitely a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. I just remember just waking up one day and just scrolling through Twitter and seeing that news and just being like, what, what, what? I'm sorry, what? Well, my phone <laughs> just kept buzzing. It's like, what is going on? And I'm, yeah. I, you know, I pull out my phone and I was like, activate, Microsoft bought Activision What? <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. well, and apparently from from what i uh, from what has kind of come out you know over the past 2 weeks now is it seems like that activision was shopping themselves around to see who would buy them yeah. um and there's only a few uh companies that they could go to google uh facebook you know uh, bigger companies like that. They may have went to Sony, but Sony is was there was no way Sony was going to be able to pay that kind of money um, for um, you know for Activision Blizzard. Um, I think their biggest acquisition so far is probably Insomniac, honestly. Yeah, I mean they can. You know that's the thing is you know every every company carries debt. Um, they just carry debt you know you know yeah x company is worth you know this much money but they still have billions of dollars in debt you know and i was reading something the other day and like microsoft has their net debt is like 305 billion dollars um but that's like debt that they have to pay off in a certain amount of time you know but like sony's debt is like uh oh wait i'm sorry that's sony's debt <laughs> it's 300 and it's 305 billion dollars microsoft's debt's like 44 billion dollars you know so when you look at something like that and a company has that much is carrying that much yearly debt you know you don't have you know it's when you're talking billions at this point it's it's space money i mean it's just yeah. <laughs> It's an astronomical amount of money that I don't even understand or can't even fathom. You know, it's not like you're talking, I'm going to whip out 20. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not paying $20 for something and somebody comes in and goes, no, wait, I'll pay 40. No, we're talking <laughs> billions of dollars here, you know. But, you know, I don't know. It's crazy to think. It's crazy to think that all the stuff that Microsoft will end up, all the properties Microsoft will end up having at the end of this. Um, I know a lot of people are. They spent all that money and they're feeling pretty good about it. So, well, and my opinion is, I don't think all the IPs were the biggest thing that Microsoft wanted out of it. I think the big thing that Microsoft wanted out of it was King for Candy Crush, the mobile stuff. Microsoft's been wanting to get their hand in mobile, and they've been wanting to hang on mobile. The thing about it is, is Candy Crush makes more money than Call of Duty does. And that's what some people just can't understand. I mean, 
you know. I mean, that's the whole picture. That's definitely a big chunk of it. But they definitely want Call of Duty, and they want all the Blizzard properties too, because those are also going to make them a decent chunk. But the biggest chunk will probably be all the Candy yeah. Crush stuff. Yeah. I, I, I think, <laughs> and then like Candy Crush money will come in. They'll yeah. just wake up and say, "Oh, that's another." T- There's that's another. another t- yeah. I never, I never thought that that would be like a thing that they would want. That yeah. they would be really after. Well, and and, and th- there's two things that Microsoft, that Phil Spencer. If you listen to any any interviews in the past six months that he's done he's said they want they want to get more into mobile and they want to get more into family friendly is what they want that's what they want so you've bought activision so now you got crash bandicoot who was a mascot for sony at one time until they saw it Um, (laughs) spyro the dragon um bob for games you know they made you know skylanders and stuff like that the thing the thing is is yeah i think they you know call of duty is a big franchise they're ha- they would be happy to have that i don't think call of duty i think it was like you said i think it was more the blizzard stuff more the pc side and the the mobile than it was call of duty i think call of duty was just the icing on the cake that was like oh well that's there too sure well yeah i mean i don't know about that i wouldn't go that far but i think it is the whole big picture part of it of like everybody before like they bought bethesda at that point with microsoft you're like oh well what kind of like properties does you know xbox have and then they added bethesda stuff like oh wow they have all this stuff now Mm This is like leagues past that of just like, yeah. look, now we own World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, all these like big, huge name things that whether they're thinking of how much money they'll make from this or that is part of it for sure. But a lot of it is also prestige of like, look at all these properties we have now, not to mention all the stuff that Activision and Blizzard have not made or done anything with in forever that they have the rights to now. They They also have all these studios in there that have been on like the Call of Duty train for a long time Mm -hmm. that they could possibly like, hey, you guys want to make this kind of game? Go do that instead. So they have all these different things that is... Pretty much all of it, except for you're inheriting the Activision Blizzard scandaliness. That's yeah. the only bad thing for Microsoft in this. Everything else is great for Microsoft. As for how good it is for everybody else, that's all sorts of different conversations. But for Microsoft, it makes total sense. Yeah. Well, and yeah. you know, I think you, you were talking, uh, you were talking, Dennis, about um, you know Pokemon being. You know, we're going to just, it prints money. So we're just going to bring it out, bring it out, bring it out. I mean, Bobby Kodak has come out and said, we're going to make Call of Duty every year until you're sick of it. You know, we're going to, and that's what we're going to do. But Activision has done forever. Look at all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Like Tony Hawk was good for a while. And then that got grounded to the dust. Like Guitar Hero Hero, got ground into the dust. All these different things that they've had over time that they just grounded to the dust. Call of Duty is just lasting longer because it was bigger. Yeah. And I I think... I honestly think you're going to see, you know, of course you're going to see Warzone carry on because Warzone makes a lot of money. That is going to be a yearly, always updated thing. But I think you're going to end up seeing Call of Duty go to the Assassin's Creed model where it comes out every two years. It's not going to be, I mean, the Bob for Games works on it. Ravensoft works on it. You know, they have so many of their internal teams working on it that these studios surely want to work on something else than Call of Duty. <laughs> I, I think it'd be better off for it. I mean, you should let creative studios be, I don't know, creative. Yeah. And let them sort of, you know, and have I, at it. I, mean, I know Microsoft... Even if you just, that too. 
Yeah, even if you just slow down Call of Duty like you said to every two years instead of every year, that would still free up resources. Yeah, absolutely yeah. would. Yeah, and I mean, there's 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 so many game franchises. You know, they own Activision owns the entire Sierra library of games, and there is a crap ton go. of great old games that people have probably well young people have never heard of you know it was that, like yeah, so many of those will probably be on game pass very quickly as yeah, soon as they can mm-hmm. i mean and like and they'd be great on game pass too because yeah. people aren't just gonna go out and like oh i'm gonna go buy this old king's quest game yeah uh, because i own it already or i've never heard of it either I one mean, they're not gonna buy it but if it's on game pass oh i might download that right yeah. so it, it makes sense that's be a good place and, for them now who knows Spencer, how many we'll see but all yeah. right. Well, Phil Spencer even said in an interview, he said, I think Activision ho- owns Hexen. I love Hexen. You know, it's like, it, he goes, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that he's, game. he's like, I sh-, he said, I should know this. He said, but I'm pretty sure uh, Activision owned Hexen. So I-, I want a Hexen game, you know, so let's, let's, you know, it's like, and people want to, uh, you know, a lot of, well, I say a lot of people, a lot of Sony people say this is a monopoly. This is a monopoly. This is a monopoly. This is not a monopoly. Even with this purchase, Microsoft is only number three. Right now, they're number four. This only makes them number three behind Sony and Tencent. If you think somebody's got a a corner on a market, it's not Microsoft or Sony. It's there. You there's a pie chart going around that has all these companies that own all these things and. Microsoft and Sony own like 25%, 25%, and Tencent owns like 30 or 40%, and then this other yeah, company owns the rest of it. Yeah, but again, how's Tencent make their money? It's all mobile. Yeah, they own this and that and that and that, but the majority of their stuff comes from mobile. You know, they I don't... just buy the crap out of like so many stocks. They have they're like majority stakeholders. You know, they never buy the full thing, but they're they just have, like they have they have stock in Activision. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is they have stock in Activision. It's like it's crazy. Um, you know, and the other thing is you know uh, everything that. Everybody, everything points to Bobby Kotick is out after the deal is done. Once the, <laughs> once the deal is done, he's finally out. But the other thing is too. I, I told I told Nikki the other day. I said I think the whole reason why Activision was shopping it around is because Bobby Kotick wanted a golden parachute. Because when he gets out of this, it's he's still going to make four hundred million dollars out of it. You know what? He could have zero money from here on out and still be fine. But because yeah. he's you know in that category of I have this much more you know money type of a person, that you always want more. You want more, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's how it's been with that company for a long time. Of all the times where it's like, hey, I gave myself this huge bonus and laid off a bunch of people this year. It was great. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> To me, as somebody who's not a huge Call of Duty fan anyway, I think this is awesome. I If, if there was anybody it was going to go to, I'm glad it was going to Microsoft. Because I think Microsoft will be the best stewards of it. If Google or uh, Facebook or you know Amazon had bought it, I don't know... I don't know. I don't trust those companies when it comes to gaming stuff. But also, I, I think they have a wide catalog of stuff. Also, where it's just like now that they own those properties, you know, you don't have to have these Activision-owned studios work on those properties right. anymore. Now you can let them breathe a little bit. And you have these all these properties you can kind of trickle out. I mean, you could have 
you know, you could have, uh, you know, like Arcane, you know, do, you know, a new Spyro if you want, if they wanted to. Right. Yeah, that, that would, would be very so, weird. It Spyro would be very, it would that be would be very weird. weird. <laughs> as an example. Um, Spyro but, you know, I mean, especially with Blizzard, I mean, this could be, you know, you're going to, you know, Diablo, Diablo, you have Starcraft. Maybe we'll finally get a new Starcraft game well honestly like all that stuff i could care less about right now more of a like i think something this big had to happen in order to like make things better for a lot of people at those studios and hopefully that actually comes true because it's not like it's a guarantee microsoft buys it and so like they're gonna clean house at blizzard and activision and every all the bad people will be out it's not guaranteed that'll happen but i hope it does because if you can get a solid working environment for these you know, people who like love these properties and they don't have to worry about all the other crap on the side that really sucks and like sucks any of the energy they have for doing the like fun creative part of it, then they can put all their energy into it and we'll get like much better games, maybe mm. more games, maybe just hey, they're working on something and they're passionate about it and they can feed it into there and they're not exactly. like having to like protect themselves and their like daily life stuff or anything like that. They're just like, I can focus on the games and I'll be better for them in the first place and everybody else on down the line to people who get to play their games. Yeah. I've, I couldn't be happier. And I, so I totally hopefully that, that happens. I hope so. If we just have too much time before it all goes through, before we'll be able to tell if it does or not. But I think I'm hoping that it is a good thing. Yeah. I, I hope so too. And, and they're saying it could be sometime between, July 22 and July 23, I think it's going to happen faster than the Bethesda thing does, unless it gets bogged down with a lot of government crap. Um, then it may drag It'll out happen about as fast as any of It's not going to be right away. Like It could happen at this thing. It won't be on the early side. It'll be somewhere in the middle, yeah. probably. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I just... I think it'll be similar to, you know, the same t- uh, thing with Bethesda. Maybe the timeline's different, but, like, okay, now it's, like, Microsoft has announced we've acquired them, and then at some point later, like, hey, look at all these things coming to Game Pass, and yeah. now we're going to be, like, oh, this thing is exclusive now, and then it'll start rolling out where you get more of the details, whereas now it's just, like, hey, we want to do this thing. We'll give you more details later when it goes so, through, right? So, let's... I want to get a, 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 a what you think might happen. Yeah, you know, put your future cap on and, and tell me. Do you? Yes. <laughs> you know. Do you think with this being such a big company or a big purchase, do you think that Microsoft makes all Activision stuff exclusive, or do you think they? cherry pick what they want exclusive like is call of duty still going to be yeah well you know of course i think warzone will still be on everything pc playstation xbox the free-to-play stuff you know do you think the call of duty campaign would be exclusive to xbox do you think they will keep it on playstation because 70 what it's gonna be is over time call of duty will be an xbox exclusive that's my thing like it's gonna you don't spend this much money to not do that it's just you have the rollout plan for how long it's going to take to get there. Right. So you're not going to do anything that exists now. It's going to be how it is now. Anything that's like even still being developed or whatever, all those contracts and stuff, they're still going to go with those because you have to. Right. And then maybe they'll phase it out. Maybe there'll be a phase-out plan. Similar when you have like a company merger somewhere, like you know these two banks merged or these two things merged. Like Over time, yeah. it's like, hey, we've merged, and then eventually here's our new name, and it's like a progressive thing. It takes time, right? I expect them to slowly or maybe even quickly just be like, all right, 
this next new game that's coming out, we've got a new property coming from Blizzard that's a brand new thing. It's exclusive to Xbox. And then, like, hey, here's the thing, whatever. Anything that's ongoing, like World of Warcraft, maybe they get you cool deals if you're, you have Game Pass, you get you know a discount on WoW or whatever it might be, but they're not going to take it away from anywhere that it already right. was because it's already existing. But anything new... That's going to be Microsoft. I don't think they're going to put out like, hey, you know, Call of Duty in five, you know, years or whatever. If they own it, they're not putting it on PlayStation. Well, you know, I, I look back at the, at, you know, like Minecraft and I see how they've done it with Minecraft. You know, even Minecraft Dungeons, you know, that was a newer Minecraft game and it came out everywhere. Um, that's different. Like, that's kind of like, okay, we've got this little thing that whatever minecraft is a huge thing already before microsoft bought it and it's not like there's a sequel to minecraft it's a live service type game right and so i think with minecraft dungeons it was kind of just like uh sure why not we'll put it out here yeah well Uh, and that's why there's a big difference between minecraft and call of duty also just for audiences that who play those games too and that's why i still think warzone and even the next iteration of warzone will probably still be on playstation because that's yeah, a you know it's a free to play. You're just not going to get that campaign if you want the campaign yeah. part and probably whatever little perks come with that. Anything um, that would be like a mainline sixty, seventy, whatever dollar game, right. you know, Call of Duty game in the future will just be Xbox. That's my prediction. Yeah, I don't I, know how long it'll take to get to that point, but they will be working towards that. Because well, see, what did I read? Why this wouldn't week? they? <laughs> The what I think I read this week was the next this year's Call of Duty and next year's Call of Duty is contracted with Sony, but after that it's not contracted. So you'd have at least twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. So probably so you might even see a shift of it still comes out on PlayStation consoles, but now instead of you know PlayStation getting special early access to maps or something, now the Xbox does. It's just back that way again because it used to be like three sixty days Xbox got those, and then PlayStation started getting those, and it's just like who has the control at a certain point? But you're not gonna own call of duty to put it out on playstation indefinitely i don't think yeah i i I, or any of the properties that they have now yeah i i still think warzone will be but i don't think the i don't think the campaign will be i think but that is an existing thing right anything new that's what it's talking about so anything existing like warzone that's a live service game that that will go for however long that thing goes and then you know, will die eventually whenever they decide to retire it. But right. because it exists in these places now, it will stay there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't it would make, see why it would. It'd make no sense to just take it away from people because, like, right. then they'll just be mad at you. It's, like, easy enough to just keep it up there because it already exists. Yeah. You're not really putting too many resources towards it necessarily. No. and plus it's making a ton of money. I mean, you know. I mean, There's also that, yes. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> uh, yeah, I was reading a stat the other day that's, 70% of Call of Duty players on consoles are on PlayStation. So, you know, with Warzone, you know, you're not going to take 70% of your console people, you know, you're not going to pull that off of there. You're going to keep that there. Um, you know, now they didn't say how many people played the campaign. This was just Call of Duty, you know. So, you know, uh, 70%, that's that's a lot, and that's a lot of money yeah. you're leaving on the table. I mean, there's plenty of people inside, you know, Microsoft that are crunching numbers and be like, oh, yeah. here's the scenario if we do this, here's the scenario if we do this, here if we roll out this way, there's somebody way smarter than us, like, looking at that thing. But I don't think you buy, you know, you don't acquire all these properties to just be like, okay, everybody can still have them. Like, yeah. you buy them so they'll be yours. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
And just I, like with Bethesda, right? It's the same thing. Yeah, or or, or it's going to be one of we those just, things where they pick and choose. You know, most of it's going to be, but maybe I don't know that they're going to pick and I choose don't think either. They will because either, then it's but... a little too more of a complicated of a message. Right. I think it's just more again a, a rollout thing where things happen in phases. So it's like, okay, we got Bethesda. Okay, we put some stuff on Game Pass. That's cool. Okay, Starfield's exclusive now, guys, and we're just now sort of getting to the development of what Bethesda stuff and Xbox, all that is looking like. We're still in the very beginnings of that too. So we're just like, all right, Starfield's going to be exclusive. What about the next thing? You know, we haven't gotten that far yet, so we don't know how they're going to handle it, but I think it's going to still be with, but all of it is like, Hey, these are Xbox properties now. So this is a reason for you to be on game pass for you to have an Xbox console. All these things, they're just giving more and more reasons for you to be in the Xbox ecosystem. Yeah. Or are they giving you more and more reasons to put X uh, put Game Pass everywhere, including a PlayStation console? <laughs> How yeah, weird but would that? Why be? would Sony do that? There's right. got to be there'd have to be some crazy reason for Sony to put Game Pass on their console because what do they gain out of it? Like they could gain something, but not as much as what Microsoft would gain. So why would Sony do that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. But I mean, you know, it's like well, like here the. PC article how many uh, I forget how many this this isn't the the best there was a thing about how many people Activision Blizzard it was like 10,000 people they you know this is 10,000 new employees that well you also have to think of they have all the different areas of like you have all the different studios and sub studios you've got the publishing side of Activision too that's like a different thing it's not like the development side there's all these right. different publishing things like all that stuff yeah it's and a very big company that they had spent a very big number of moon dollars to get yeah yeah <laughs> i i don't know it's it's going to be interesting i know i know i know a lot of people were just on fire angry about it online i mean it was just insane to watch yeah Honestly, with how long it will take to really like filter through the stuff, we might not even see the like full ramifications until like the next hardware is out. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember one of the one of the best ones I saw <laughs> was the day. I mean, this was just like a few hours after it happened. Somebody posted on Twitter, "It's like that's it. I am unsubbing from WoW because I will not pay a subscription to Microsoft for anything. I'm unsubbing today. Uh. <laughs> it's like, why are you unsubbing today? And what difference does it make? It's you know, it's it's still. <laughs> It's because it's a WoW player on the internet. They have I know, find, right? There's a certain oh percentage of WoW players that, like, any given day, they can find some random thing like, I'm angry with WoW, so I will unsub, or I'm angry with this, so I will unsub. It's, or any subscription service if, like that oh, that has that many people. Unsubbing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. If, if I was a WoW player, I would be happy about this, because to me, I would think you're going to get a, a better quality WoW at some point. You are. You are. You know, or you're just going to get a new WoW, you know, a new something uh, i mean wow is so old at this point that i'm continually surprised that they can still make it exist and people just haven't whole hog quit it from just being the same old thing i mean i know people like their comfortable thing that they're used to and grinding it out but yeah wow is very old at this point like yeah. what if they did yeah what if there's a sequel to wow or a spiritual successor to wow made by blizzard whatever universe that might be and you know has new modern features would people jump over to it or not who knows yeah. i'm not 
I'm not an MMO player, so maybe they just be like, "No, we want our WoW." I have no idea. I am an MMO player, and and I liked yeah. I liked WoW, but you know, even I got I got tired of WoW. In fact, I finally sold all my collector's editions the other day. Um, you know, there you go. they finally want to play it again. You can just download the vanillas. Yeah, yeah, and I, they're all on my account. I just why don't you go back and play a good Warcraft game like Warcraft Two or something? Yeah. Love hey, I love those old Warcraft games. Oh, they're so much fun. Yeah. All the little weird Easter eggs they threw into those games yeah. are great. Yeah, I love them. But yeah, this this just came from out of nowhere, and it's just it is it it consumed me for about a week. I was just fascinated with everything that happened, all the information coming out, and then I got way down rabbit holes of just reading people's reactions going, God, that's stupid. Oh, you're dumb. Oh, stop doing that. Uh, what do you even think? What? How do you get that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would just throw this out here for Microsoft if you're listening. You now own so many different properties. Maybe you should try throwing all the different mascots you have into a Smash Brothers Link game because you haven't really tried that yet. Sony did, and it was okay. But, you know, you've got a lot that yeah. you could throw into a game at this point. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's somebody somebody had mentioned that online, and they listed all the <laughs> all the all the different characters as like, I mean, you got all the classic stuff like Master Chief, some random Forza car. I don't know, you can do that, but that would be funny. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, now you have all these other properties, too. You could throw in some WoW characters. You could throw StarCraft characters. You could throw in Call of Duty Man. You know, you could have a pretty good roster for one of those types of games. Yeah. Uh, it's the the internet's reaction to it though has been crazy. I mean, there's I a, mean, it, it's like the internet. A, I know, I know, I know. But I mean, there's just a fine line between this is the greatest thing ever and gaming is now destroyed. I mean, it's just like a paper thin line of people who yep. are burning it on both ends, and it's just like it's the internet. There is no nuance. There is no in between of yeah. maybe there's some good things and maybe some bad things, and you know it's a whole mix of stuff and you know like there's some actual like different you know spectrum of whatever no it's good it's bad yeah oh it's... The worst thing is the best thing is there's nothing in between and if you if you if you uh, have any interest in any of that this is this is the thing to look it up because it's there's some crazy crap out there that people think this and that and that and this it's like what 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 oh my gosh is microsoft buying activision means illuminati i don't know yeah Yeah. i mean who knows (laughs) but i did read the other day that apparently microsoft is also looking at some japanese companies because they want to get into japan with uh or they want to get they really always want you go back to like even 360 era where it's like look at these rpgs we're making we want to get into japan so if they could ever crack that market they would be very happy i'm telling you you buy sega and you buy bandai Sega, I'm telling you, buy Sega. There's so many. Sega, you, you Sega think, would make a lot of sense for Microsoft would. to pick up. Yeah, because they've kind of Sega's kind of been in, they've kind of been in bed with Sega. You know, after the Dreamcast faded on the with the Xbox. If you if yeah. you go back and you watch, especially if you you don't if you weren't into console gaming at that time, you probably wouldn't have noticed it. But you know, if you go back and watch that documentary, they talk way about that. Uh, you know. Uh, you know about how that happened with you know it was kind of all these games were in development for the dreamcast the dreamcast died they moved them over to xbox but but well you know what makes the most sense is like okay xbox is saying they want to be more family friendly by sega boom you've got so many family friendly properties just like automatically from that and you got a bunch of yeah you got sonic and some other ones too so it's just like yeah 
Makes sense. And you've got tons of games and IPs that Sony or Sony uh, Sega has not done anything with in a million years. I mean, a long That's time. That's true. I Even mean, the stuff that they still do stuff with, like, is honestly, I think the moment because when you think about it, Sonic, Yakuza. And all the Shin Megami Tensei, because Sega owns Atlas now. Mm-hmm. So stuff like Persona and stuff. Oh, my Lord. All of that on one platform? Yeah. So many people would move over like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, and then you then you go into the games that, you know, that they, they or the IPs that they own that they haven't done anything with. Shinobi. Um, Dynamite Cop. I mean, there's a game. You I've know, heard of that. Really? One. <laughs> it was. It was actually actually a. It was a it, over in America. It was called Die Hard because it was tied into the Die Hard movie. But I mean, it was huh. a great 3D beat 'em up. Um, yeah. that was awesome. And it was, it was, it was kind of like the Die Hard movie, but it's a great game. They only ever made one of them. It sold real well. Virtual On is another one. It's an awesome fighting game that they've, they've yeah, made them on, cool. you know, other systems. But, you know, I mean, there's just so yeah, many IPs. Yeah. I mean, Daytona USA. Do you want an arcade racer? I mean, look at how, what was that one arcade yeah. uh, racing game that came out that was a lot like Daytona USA? It was on Switch. Um, I bought it. Um, Let's talk about the new. Well, no, you said like Daytona. I was gonna say Cruiser, but that's yeah, not... I was thinking Hor- uh, uh, Horizon Chase Turbo. Yeah, Horizon Chase Turbo. And look okay, at yeah. that game. I mean, you know, that's a classic style arcade racing game. People loved it. It sold well, and it was made by a little indie company. Now, you imagine Sega coming out with that and using the Daytona USA. I mean, sell. I mean look at Street, uh, Streets of Rage. That game wasn't even published by Sega. It wasn't even made by Sega. It was given. To, they gave Sega gave their blessings to the company to make it. Same thing without the new Alex Kidd. Same thing with Monster Boy. Same thing with Shinmu Three. They didn't even have anything to do with that. They gave you know, yeah, they gave their blessings to use that IP. Uh, I mean, Streets of Rage Four sold really, really yeah, well. it really did. I mean, very excited. <laughs> I was excited. Yeah. I own multiple copies yeah i mean i bought it digitally and physically on two different systems you know because i wanted it but yeah if 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 microsoft bought sega holy crap yeah i would not be surprised of if microsoft announced that they've acquired another company within the next you know like year or two yeah and it won't maybe less you know i'm just i'm being very uh Look, generous microsoft sega won't cost you they're in the buying mood man they're yeah. just like oh we'll take that sega, one and we'll take that one we got that yeah. windows money we're just gonna spend it yeah, everywhere yeah. i think Get that game pass like, money if they really just want to have that cherry on top please with the sega and then you can relax for a little bit you know you can relax just take sega and then just Relax. Yeah. Just relax. You're done with the acquisitions. You're you're good. But there's Sega, your your, your Japanese RPGs. That's what you yeah. wanted. You wanted Japanese. Yep. You know, by getting Sega, you have Atlas, and you know, I mean, it doesn't get any more JRPG than Atlas. So uh, they're great at what they do, also. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a crazy time. I mean, we're kind of we're kind of getting to a point where a bunch of things are just going to consolidate. Is what's going to happen. Yep. You're going to have like three or four big companies of gaming you know it's going to be sony microsoft and they're just going to own everything you know um it's almost getting to be like the sec in college football they're just going to have all the good teams and (laughs) it's 
and you know they're just gonna it's gonna be the conference i mean you know there's gonna be four conferences in this country before long but that's another podcast and i think you started you started seeing stuff like that with cable companies honestly Mm -hmm. because when you think about you when you when you think of all the channels that are on any tv service ever really they're all owned across maybe at most four or five different like parent companies and disney owns most of them now because they bought fox yeah that's right that's right i mean it was fox had a lot of them and then disney bought them so disney owns all the fox and plus all the disney they own abc they own espn they own all the fox stuff i mean that's half your that's half your cable right there (laughs) i mean like really like between like I'm just trying to think between like what Disney is this cable of like, which you speak and like Warner <laughs> also Warner like Warner because they have you know they have TBS they have yep. um, uh, Paramount uh, CBS Paramount. is the other one they have Paramount and NBC yep. I mean really that's it you know you got yep. four real big ones that own ninety percent of everything out there so that's right yeah everybody oh it's a it's a it's a, it's a monopoly it's a monopoly no it just means you might have to buy another system or buy a pc if you want to play these games and it'll be okay yeah, but at the end of the day it's just like i mean you know don't worry about the controller in your hand worry about what's on your tv you know nope. i think we have to we have to have uh, uh we have to have we have to have our flag firmly planted in a piece of plastic <laughs> In a billion-dollar company that doesn't really care anything about us, but we think they do, but they don't. I mean, you know, pledge I know. Yeah, you pledge your allegiance to it, you know, and and you do. Um, you know, and I, I don't care. I don't care if it's Microsoft, Nintendo, or Sony. If you think, you know, as much as goodwill as Microsoft does for gamers now, if you think that that's when they're sitting at a board meeting and they go, you know what? What do the gamers want? Yeah, it's yeah. no, it's well. While they're saying that, what do the gamers want that we can sell them? Yes, there we go. they're there to make money. <laughs> they are thinking about what we want, but they're thinking about how they can exploit it. Exactly. Because, you know, corporate company. It's yeah, a billion yada, yada, dollar yada. company does not care about you as much as you think they do. <laughs> Until you realize that. Wash the blue out of your eyes. Wash the red or the green. It'll be okay. Anymore, though, it's getting to where, like, if Sony keeps picking up all their PC ports, just get a PC and then buy a PlayStation controller and an Xbox controller so you can switch there to whichever go. one you want. And then if you want, if you like Nintendo stuff, too, get Nintendo, and then you have everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Sony's not quite caught up to the where that would make, you know, the most sense at this point, but they are starting to put out some of their, like, God of War on PC, yeah. you never would have thought like a year ago that they would do that necessarily. Well, there was we'll a... see what happens because you know, especially <laughs> with uh, what's it? I mean, you've been hearing like rumblings of this the last like week or so of like all the developers being like, "No, we want this to be on PC." Like, oh, they also. did. There, yeah. there is there is stories out there from developers yeah. at first party developers that begged Sony to put. That's games because they the understand that they will sell more copies yeah. and reach more people if they put their game out there rather than just being on the PlayStation. Yeah. Right? I mean, so. you can still market it for just PlayStation, but then in the tiny little corner, just say also available on PC. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, you hey, look at what Microsoft does for their games that are also on PC, and then you do something similar. It's not hard. But, <laughs> but PlayStation people don't want that because then they will not have any exclusives hey, on their plastic box. Guess what? You still have the same exclusive you it's the same do. thing mm-hmm. and hey guess what it doesn't matter if you want to play it on your playstation console you still can yep. 
And I have, you know, I've said it a dozen times before, I have a brand new PC that's less than two years old that I could play anything I want on it. But did I still buy a PlayStation and an Xbox? Yeah, because I like consoles. I mean, I don't necessarily, I mean, can I play on my PC? Absolutely. Do I play on my PC? Yeah, sometimes. But, you know, I just prefer a console. And then I just buy both of them, so then I don't have to worry about crap. If you're playing the style of games that are on consoles, then that makes sense. If you're playing some stuff that's only on PC, then you can play it there. You've got options. Yeah, I've got my Steam Deck. Just the kind of games you enjoy, you're just more like, I want to hit them buttons. I'm getting a Steam Deck. I'll be able to play my games, my PC games, anywhere. (laughs) I don't know. There's some PC games that even on Steam Deck would not be very good. Yeah. It would not be a good control scheme. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and let's let's see. God of War is available on Steam. You know, I wonder if that one will be Steam Deck compatible. I'm very interested to see that because to be able to should play be. It, I think it's very little that will not run on it. It's just as it optimized yeah. for Steam Deck is what their so, approval list or whatever yeah, is like, about. And now there's so many games. It's like, oh, that would really be cool to play in handheld. You know, I've never been able to play that in handheld before. <laughs> Well, a lot of those indie like RPGs, also like RPG Maker games that never make it outside of yeah, Steam. Yeah, and that's like, <laughs> and then there's plenty of those that shouldn't even be on oh, Steam yeah. probably in the first place. But that's and that's why I want a Steam Deck more than anything is to play those little indie games, and then I don't have to set at my t- you know downstairs at my computer. I can take them with me. I can play upstairs. And you can play, play those little indie games a year or two before they come out on like you know the Switch. consoles and stuff because they come out the ones that because there's a lot that start you know yeah. Steam first and then go everywhere else because that's just where they target it when they develop right. it for whatever small company they are and then there's some that just then there's ones do. that go the other ways too yeah and then yeah. yeah then there's ones that are just on steam and never get anywhere else those are the ones that i like the ones that, the ones that i want to play on there is the ones that i cannot play anywhere else I and mean, that's really yeah. the only reason why i i want one um yeah so We'll see. February 25th, they said they are going to start shipping them on the 26th. Have you gotten any emails or saying they're confirming when they're going to ship it for you? No, they they will. They said they will start sending out emails on the 25th. The way it works is okay. you'll get an email on February 25th that says, hey, you have this pre-ordered if you're in that wave. Are you going to purchase this? If you're going to purchase it, let's purchase it right now because it will ship the next day. If you're not going yeah. to purchase it, let us know. And we'll cancel it and we'll send this email to the next person down on the chain. So mine says quarter two, so I'm hoping that enough people in the first batch went, eh, I'm not going to buy it, that it'll just trickle down to me, but we'll yeah. see. Um, yeah. We'll see. I uh, I got the 64 gigabyte one. I'm still, uh, That's what I've got. I've got the 64 gigabyte one, and I've got a 400. What is this? Yeah, I got a 400 meg SD card. Me too. Sitting here. It was on sale a few weeks ago, and it was dirt cheap. <clears throat> well, I have it. I've I bought it for the Switch a long time ago. I bought the 512 one over the holidays because it was dirt cheap. So, and it's faster. <laughs> <laughs> what I had before, but yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I get it before, before second quarter, which is a while, but we'll see. Yeah, whatever, money's there. Just take it, take my money, please. <laughs> all right. Well, that was all the news I had. There wasn't really anything big the rest of the week. There wasn't tons to talk about. So, um. But has anybody else got anything they want to talk about before we go? Or is everything everybody good? No, nothing going on? Nothing interesting? No. That was basically no. the biggest news. Really yeah, I mean, that. really it was. It was. There was a, a lot of craziness. So, 
All right, guys. Well, we're going to call that a show. Um, thank you guys for listening and hanging out with us. Um, if you would like to listen to us live uh, and come hang out in the chat, uh, follow us on Twitter at GL underscore podcast. That way you can know a couple hours before we, whatever day we're going live. And like I always say, if you just listen to the podcast, you'll get it on the podcatcher in the next day. Um, we have launched the, the Gamers Lounge Network we have how many streamers right now? Three, four. I think three, we got we got four, three. Four at least, not four. Yeah, and yeah, we got four, and I've I've got a couple more that might uh, join us. So that's at the GL Network. Um, and when those different channels go live, they will be tweeted out on there, so you can check those guys out with what they're streaming and content that they're making and stuff like that. So. Um, that way they can get some support as well. So be sure to, to follow us there too. If you're into watching, you know, live streams of games and stuff like that, we're going to try to start doing a lot of that stuff this year. Um, through the a good network, source so. of diverse content. Cause everyone's playing something different. Yeah. Everybody's playing something different. I know, I know one of them's playing red dead. The other one's playing GTA, which you know what? Why is it? Why is it when I see somebody play GTA four, like, or, was five which is the newest one the latest five, one? five. okay five. why why is it when i see them playing that and they're doing the heist thing that i'd go you know what i would really like to play that that looks really cool the heist stuff is fun it takes coordination and time and you got to make sure you play with people who know what they're doing yeah it's like i really kind of want to play that and it's, it's like <laughs> it's surprisingly deep I, I was i mean i haven't played gta 5 in a while i haven't either week, i haven't played I it in a long time a couple buddies and i they we finished the high stuff and it, was, it was definitely a commitment and well worth it payoff of the game's not great but it's still pretty fun yeah just, really to me game. that would the it's not so much the payoff it's the fun the fun that, factor yeah, that i think it would like. gotta work together and each have a role and yeah stuff. it's definitely crazy that sounds fun so but i keep hey saying, when it comes to playstation 5 you can get it again yeah, I know, all right? It's like, I keep... Well, and that's the thing on PlayStation 5, every month, they said until... If you're a PlayStation Plus member, every month you get a million dollars in-game until the thing comes out. But you've got to remember to go on the store and cash it's it in. Four or five? What am I doing? I need that in-game cash. Buy me that fancy DeLorean. Yeah, again. and I've, I totally forgot about it for like the first six months. It's like, well, holy crap, why haven't I been doing that? Even though I'm not yeah, playing it, it's like... I don't have my copy anymore. <laughs> I think GameStop has it for like 15 bucks. Or something. Yeah, I mean, I saw it the other day for $20. It's like, hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. don't don't be a dummy, John. Don't do that. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but anyway, another tangent before we go. So, But anyway, guys, thanks a lot for hanging out with us and listening, and we'll catch you all next time. Take care. See you later.
podcast is part of the Gamers Lounge Radio Network. Get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com.